Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready? They ready? Started off with a crunch. Mm. Started off with a little tuna. Cheese! <laughs> 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 These niggas ain't ready, son! No. It's a bigger too. Right now, I thought it was Riri, but then I was like, whoa, wait. Dick thighs. I want to, yo, the things that I would do to Georgia Smith. I just got to Google you right now, Georgia. Oh, my God. Woo! So let me show you, show you, show you. I don't need to Okay. Uh huh. Yo, and she's been posting half, a lot lately. Half of my heart. Half of my heart. You mean half? No, half. <laughs> she is. She is honestly one of the only like English singers that you can hear. You can hear the London. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like it disappears usually, right? The Elton John effect. <laughs> is that the Elton can John effect? You feel the love tonight. <laughs> Hello, the Queen. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Georgia. And like Burner Boys on that too. That's a vibe. That's a whole vibe. But uh, you know what it is, man. Shit. We fucking back, you bitch ass niggas. Welcome back. Welcome back to the extra gravy show. I'm Marlon. I'm Big Normidor. And we're here locked inside on Public Records Studio. And it's a beautiful fall day outside. Summer's We've got now the, over. Yeah, summer's done. September 1st, as soon as that hit, you know, those leaves start dropping. Kids are back to school. Oh, you got to love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, the intern in the corner. He's got his tub of honey. He's feeling good. Matthew doing it. <laughs> oh, shit. The honey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It hold only hold took on, a week on. for you to bust hold out. Hold on, hold on, my dog. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, this was. The, hun- the honey's done, bro? Bro, it's not even a week. You was that same. It was at the same point with your other bottle. Oh my God! What is your honey intake? You sick, sick man. Intern the pool over here. I'm telling you, intern the pool is gonna stick, bro. Just don't, don't ever show up here without your pants on. I'll, I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> you know what it is? It's, oh, get, it's getting colder, so more tea is being made. Uh, That's what's happening. And I think he's on Tinder more now, and. He's oh, dipping stick and honey. His homegirl back in the picture. Ah! Uh, she was in the picture frame. Out the picture frame. In broken pictures she, in a broken glass. Hey, talk to him. Jeez. We're joined, of course, by the one and only Drew York. Everybody, give it up for Drew York. Everybody. Drew York. Drew York. That's good. What's going on, brother? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming through, man. I know you're busy, man. Like. Very busy man. You're a man of, of various talents. Mr. D-Y-S, capital D-Y-S. <laughs> um, how are things, man? Good, man. It's Yeah, it's funny. Every day is like a, it's like ups and downs. Yeah, I hear that. I'm, I, yeah, I think Life of a Toronto creative. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one thing I have trouble with, I think, is finding that like middle, sort of like that like resting, the yeah. neutral ground. It's like 
either I'm like, am I, my girlfriend would test this, but yeah, it's either I'm like on, 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 or I'm like, I'm shit. I think Both that's sides uh, of the spectrum. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that teetering act on the, on the seesaw called life. These <laughs> 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 guys are freaky today. Um, <laughs> No, but like I think that's yeah. No, like Norm said, I think that's everyone. I think it's just like natural when you you want to succeed and you want to do some cool things. It's like sometimes where you where those chill moments happen. You're like, should I be chilling? Like, is that okay to chill? You ever have those moments where you're like, yo, sh- like am I like I'm doing a lot of Netflix today? Is this bad? Yeah, that anxiety <laughs> you get when you feel like you're giving yourself too much, and you start thinking about everybody time. else's work ethic. You're like. I wonder what that guy's doing. I wonder what those girls are I doing. Ain't, I ain't shit. <laughs> I'm here watching Netflix. And I'll continue but to. But hey, man, <laughs> for guys like us that run podcasts, like, we need to continuously get um, content. We got to fill our brains with yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah especially if you're not necessarily bringing in the same amount of money every week or, yep. or the same day every two Or if you're not getting whatever. invoices on time. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's it's easy to question how yeah how much effort you're putting in or how hard you're working yeah. if you didn't bring in any money today mm-hmm. like there are lots of days i know where I've, i <laughs> definitely feel like i worked really hard but then and like my bank account didn't change or you'll see a meme that says or yo it, it how are you not making a hundred dollars a day if you if you ain't make a dollar today how'd you go to sleep all this i'm like nigga chill, chill out please Give me some time. What's that? Like, you can make a million dollars if you make, like, this much. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, like, yeah. well, the last six days, I've made nothing, so. <laughs> I got to go hard on day seven, unlike Jesus or God. God didn't go hard on day seven. He chilled. That was, yeah, that's the Sabbath. Ooh, Must maybe that's the holy. key right there. Don't do shit for six, but do shit on the seventh. Flip it on the Even ice. God had a day off. Even God had a day off. Where's that meme? <laughs> With all the Diddy motivation, where's that meme? Oh, man. How's your week, Norm? My week was eventful. Was it? Was, it? it was, uh, you know me, I always forget what I do in a week. Yep. So I can tell you it was that. I go to my calendar. Know. As soon as I say, what, how was your week, Norm? I go to my <laughs> calendar. How was my week? It was just getting my nephew ready for his first day of school. Just like a lot of parents and a lot of like, you know. That filled my timeline today. Yeah, and so I, I was saw, I saw you posting about that today. Those Hell were really yeah. cute. Like, you know what? I was watching people do it. I'm like... I don't care. I'm going to be that corny, proud parent. I was pissed. Just, yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, where's the ass? <laughs> I did not sign up for your kids. Yes. <laughs> I want titties. <laughs> that just goes to show how many MILFs Mark deals with. You think I wake up in the morning <laughs> wanting to see some children going with backpacks? I don't give a shit. It's bad enough they knocking on the door. <laughs> oh, we do year it. three. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hang it on the fridge, man. Show me some titties. Hey, listen, I get it. I get it. Because I was the same dude. Like, oh, but until you have somebody you care enough to nah. see grow, it's just like, oh, you man. You know what pisses me off is that you most of these chicks, one. you don't even know they hate having kids until the day, the first day of school. <laughs> the only time you know Ooh. these people have kids is the first day of school, Christmas, and the, the kid's birthday. Other than that, what kid? Even dudes, I'm like, wait, you have a son? Y'all post like, fashion over more than your children. What is <laughs> happening? It's like that shit with Mother's Day or Father's Day. I, like you don't know these people have parents. So like it's like they can use them to like make their to Instagram get likes. Look yeah. Serious. Oh yes. my god. And to give yeah, like to present. It's kind. You know what I I compare it to, which is weird, but I, I find the the there's a relation there. You know those when girls take those pictures with like those black frame glasses. And they like put tape in the middle, <laughs> and they're like, "We could be nerds too," or some shit like. <laughs> oh, 
Just put I on the glasses and that's that it. Shit. When was the last time you saw someone post anything? Two like days that? ago. Two days ago. That's why it's so fresh Ash. in my head. Goddamn internet. Two days ago, someone posted a nerd post, and I was like, "Are we still trying to like make people think that that glasses make you a nerd? Mm. Is that really a still a thing? That's wild." No, I think what makes you a nerd now is you saying, "I'm a fucking nerd," <laughs> and at that point, yeah. wise words by Norm. Hey, man, Rafiki. are you a nerd? Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. But what makes you one? Uh, what makes me not? <laughs> I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your Jamie Foxx. This is your conscience. Um, Have no. you ever been a nerd in your life? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, oh, I know you absolutely. geek out. He's a nerd sure. now. No, you, yeah. He's you're a nerd now. A fucking geek. Name bro. five it's Toronto rap- rappers, and I guarantee you, you're not gonna know three of them. <laughs> Yeah, five Toronto rappers. I five guarantee Toronto you, Norm rappers. won't oh, know three of them. Oh, I Name five saying. Toronto rappers right now, like that you're fucking with heavy right now. TC the God, Norm. Nope. Paulo made it. Oh, you might know him. Paulo made it. Yep. Is he Filipino? Paulo. Shout out to Paulo. <laughs> no, I'm from Rexdale. <laughs> I tried. Uh, Trying to get racist. My question, Paulo. Uptown boy band. You might know those guys. I don't. Hate music. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Don't know that one either. <laughs> that, was, that was a 10 out of 10 because of the quickness that Norm and delivered the, that the, one. the last one. Give me one more. I'm going to look up hate music for sure, though. <laughs> Who is the last, the last rapper Toronto. you are giving the cosign? The last obscure Toronto rapper. <laughs> obscure. <laughs> If you're in Toronto, you're obscure. Let's just <laughs> put it that way. Shout out to Lacey Red. Ooh. All right. Lacey Red and hate crime. What was it? Hate, <laughs> hate crime. Hate, hate crime. <laughs> oh, hate, hate music. Yeah. Hate music. Hate music. <laughs> DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We, we are, are the Breakfast Club. <laughs> we got a special guest in the building. Hate, hate crime. crime. <laughs> yeah, hate crime in the building. What's good, y'all? Fuck y'all, motherfuckers. I hate y'all. Your boy shout out crime. to War Crimes. <laughs> shout out to my cousin War Crimes. Um, shout out to my other nigga Hard Times. Uh, you know how yeah. we live it. You know how the fuck we get down, bro. Right. <laughs> out here with my boy Petty Crime. Out here know. just hating. You know? <laughs> Petty Crime. You know? And my, and my boy. And the Petty Crime. And the God Crime pays. We out here, baby. Crime gang. Hate crime. Yo, Petty Crime is killing <laughs> That's my sister, Petty Crime, you know. You see Betty <laughs> Crime, no Petty. <laughs> yeah. She be robbing shit. You know what I've been w- always wondered whenever I'd see you post shit on your Instagram or on whatever? I'm like, how the hell did you find out about these people? How did you learn of these people? Like, He's a nerd. You were at some photography something event, and, uh, and I was like, you know what? Jew always puts me onto some people, and I looked at every single person on that photography panel. I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers are crazy. So, like... At this point, every time I tune into your shit, I'm like, ah, I'm about to ingest some new new flavors for the mind. How do you find that shit, though? Yeah, I mean, Marlon's definitely right. I'm definitely one of those people that, you know, you can, like, now you can track how much Instagram time you're spending, (laughs) how much screen time. You want to guess how much much screen time? 12 hours. You're an IG It's like eight. Yeah. Eight. But it's like, I'm not just, like, I'm, like, absorbing it all. So yeah. So, I'm, like, I'm constantly, like, I think I've always just been curious and drawn to, like, especially with music. I'm always, like, 
you know, like, I'll be, like, I used to, like, you know, when SoundCloud was really popping, I was always trying to check, like, what other people were reposting. Mm. So, it was, like, I'd follow Gucci Mane, not necessarily for Gucci Mane, but it's, like, See, what's Gucci Mane reposting? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, who's, like, what's this, like, DJ reposting or this producer or, like, especially even when, like, paid reposts got really big, you could just buy yeah. Gucci Mane, repost your SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah. Even some of those things, I'd find cool music through that, because, like, if you, like, are savvy enough and your music's good, you'll know that if you buy a Gucci Mane repost... That'll bring a lot of attention to me. Yeah. And music's good, then. And it'll yeah. brand you as well, too. Because it's like, you're not going to necessarily do that if you're a pop singer. But what I love about you, too, you, though, right? is like, you you understand or you hear things and learn how to appreciate things more than other people or before people understand what it is. Like, I remember there was a post on Six Buzz dissing some Montreal rappers where they're like, boom, 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 boom. Like that weird. And like, they were doing some suspect shit. But then you came on with like, no, this bumps. And I'm just like, See, you look at things differently. You know, I, I like that he's surface. not afraid to think differently. Yeah, because a lot of people think differently but won't act differently. Exactly, it's a very like very big difference. Because you could think differently, but then the filter of clout in your mind goes up. Oh, but people won't like it. Uh, people won't think I'm cool because I like it, and now I'm not gonna act like I like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. People think differently, but they don't act differently. So, like, what makes you like just say fuck it? Like, I don't care. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, shout from? out to Romeo. Don't die. His like, I think he's from Montreal. That song, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I gotta put, no, this shit's fire, man. This shit's crazy. Like this guy is humping a freaking air duct on top of a, on top of a. Boom. I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Fine, you're hugging your homies and whatever. I'm not gonna homie shame. You know what I mean? There's your homies. You hugging your homies and you rapping. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's so stupid. But I fucks with what you saying though. Yeah. No, I think. I don't know, man. I think when it comes to, like, giving my opinion on shit, I definitely, like, um, I remember when I first started, like, meeting some artists and that kind of shit, I was always, like, not trying to, like, piss anybody off, not trying to, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Step on like, any toes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they'd be like, oh, what do you think of that? It's like, oh, six, it's, yeah. yeah, that's fire. Yeah. I think nowadays, though, like, people, they only come to me because they know I'm not going to. Bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, like. I was Have you ever thought about being an A&R? Yeah, I've been having some meetings recently about that. So yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that's gonna be in the like label meetings. Yeah, this is actually gonna be exclusive, 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 exclusive. <laughs> premiere, 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 premiere. Exclusive. Interesting. But yeah, no, it's it's yeah. I think other people are starting to notice that too. That it's um, yeah, I'm definitely it's, it. But it took it took a long time to not be afraid to be honest about. Well, once you're so locked into the culture, it's like you yeah. can notice trends and patterns and what works from what doesn't a lot easier than most people. Some people are just so fly by night or they only look at the artists they, they fuck with. Whereas you said you like on Instagram eight hours. Mm. Like, so you're absorbing content. You're seeing what works marketing wise, what doesn't work, who's on the right track, who's not. I'm always trying to come from the perspective of a fan. I think mm. like I'm always like, I've been like this way, like, you know, eight hours a day on social media or like researching, like, underground rap specifically yeah. for the last like yeah since i was in high school like hiphopcanada.com so, basically like, just yeah. going in reading the comments and now you have the drew york show which you do how often do you do the show i yeah i try to do it twice i try to record twice a week or so and then put it out like twice a week yeah okay. um, but and I'm it's gonna, usually with an artist yeah it's like usually half an hour with a toronto or canadian artist mm-hmm. like i the focus has been for me to document more Canadian stories and put more emphasis on, you know, we, we've always been taught growing up that American movies are better than Canadian movies and American mm. music is better than Canadian music. But 
I'm sure the three of us know that that's not true necessarily, yeah. especially when it comes to music. Definitely yeah. not. When it comes like, to music, when it comes to movies, music, they might have a much. they might have a a slight case there, <laughs> but at the same token, a lot of these big ass movies are shot in Toronto, so it's like, what is what is what? You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I there's so I I tell the story a lot, but I was really inspired recently by. Um, you know, Genius does that series where they have the called the cosine. Yep, they have I love that. Artists react to love other artists. that. Love that. Really dope, con- really simple, dope concept. And they had Nav on, and Nav was reacting to like seen that uh, Houdini, Pilla B, yeah, uh, Dax, Tommy Genesis. I was I was so interested in why they chose who they chose. That was interesting too. They were just going for like diverse, yeah, stuff. But like that's so that was just a Canadian artist reacting to Canadian other Canadian, Canadian artists nice. in front of a laptop, in front of, like, a screen and backdrop. Like but it works. That's yeah. amazing. Because they would never use Americans, Toronto as an example. American company made all the ad revenue from that. Exactly. It's like, why aren't we having Nav mm. come to Toronto <coughs> and yeah. record this, like, with a Toronto company, where yeah. Toronto company makes all the ad revenue? Like, it just made no sense to me. There's no hub, I find, <clears throat> other than going on Flow, which is still not even that much of a hub. Because flow doesn't get necessarily controversial. They don't deep dive. Um, it's more so, how's the tour? Where is it going next? What can we expect on this album? And, you know, the usual radio stuff. It's not like a, a Breakfast Club or a Hot 97 or a Joe Budden podcast or any of these, um, the, well, the pull-up now, I guess, where these guys have these hubs or that they can go to when they're in a certain city. They're like, all right, this is the circuit. I got to hit Hot 97. I got to hit Breakfast Club. Um, I got to go to this podcast. I got to do a photo shoot over here. I got to hit this store. I don't find that, that we have that culture here in Toronto or Canada for that matter. I mean, we got Roz and Mocha. Yeah, I don't feel like we have that <laughs> culture here um, in Toronto or Canada for that matter. Uh, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Rosin. No mocha or Roz got a one of them got a mullet. And is know, a grown man. Which one is Ro- Which one's the man? Roz or Mocha? Is Roz? Tell Whatever. me the white one's not named Mocha. Oh, ho, ho. Then we'll have a deeper discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Nice. Yeah, no, I don't find that 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 is a thing here in, in Toronto. I, I, I we kind of hope to. Okay, they're both men. <laughs> they're brown men. I am so sorry. Mocha's the chocolatey one. <laughs> Yo, that's a handsome man. Matt's supposed to just like the taller guy. Is he's that like, Roz? I'm guessing like he's Roz. He's like a TV personality. He looks too. like a. He's out of the GQ mag right there. You never seen Roz? And Mocha? Never seen Roz. Probably seen Mocha at like. In Brampton, yeah, somewhere in Brampton. Where to God? Sonny's? No, I think I saw him at XTC in Albion Mall. Buying an Avrex leather jacket. He was buying a Davucci jacket <laughs> with some with some Mark Mark Buchanan Pele Pele. Listen, jeans. we're just trying to get some radio beef popping. We need to find somebody. You guys are big. You guys are huge. You guys are on the subway. We need some beef with someone. Roz, <laughs> Mocha, come on, join in on the fun. I hope somebody that knows them is nah, listening fuck to this. You, and Ro- Roger, it. Rick, and Marilyn. What you want on us? <laughs> Roger, Rick. You know, I got How nothing. could you say something so controversial yet so bold? <laughs> <laughs> R- 
Roger, Rick, and Marilyn, you ain't got nothing on D-Y-S, D-W, what was that? I said it wrong. Yeah, D-Y-S. D-W? Drew Wark? Drew Wark show? Yeah. No, you're right, though. There's really no circuit for anybody to come to the city. There's like, really? There's just, there's you? There's, uh... The Come Up Show. The Come Up Show, maybe? Yeah, shout out to Chato. We yeah. Love Hip Hop. The Come Up Show. We Love Hip Hop. We Love Hip Hop. Yeah, shout out to Friday and um, Friday and Hurts. PK yeah, Hurts. You guys are like the three, I would say, um, premier pe- outlets to feature Toronto music talent. Shout out to Push the Wall, too. Push the Wall. Yeah, Push the, the Wall. Cool They're with the video game. I did their show. That was pretty dope. I'm um, excited to see where they take that, like. That combining of yeah. video games and your like nostalgia from your childhood, and then combining that with like an interview, yeah, so cool. I can see that. that format definitely working and definitely being stolen by somebody way larger. You know what I mean? How they look at these small, for- they already kind of stole the idea. What are they called? Let's be real. Complex kind of already stole that idea. They they had academics interviewing people playing video games. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. No, it was I've like seen that with two K a like, year ago. I mean, Tega used to do that in the basement all the time with people, you know, playing video games. Yeah. Like, talking in the Rap City, the basement and shit. Like, I don't remember the video game episodes. What the fuck? They, they, had, they just talk shit, play video games. Whatever. I liked Big Tigger, man. Like, I feel like they, they dropped everyone on BT like they did uh, Flow the first time. Yeah. Like, you remember when Trix and everybody, uh, Rez, all those guys just, just wiped out, just gone in, in less than a week. The same thing happened with BT Free, AJ, RIP AJ, canceled. Oh, man. <laughs> he is done out here. Um, Wait, we should have a canceled youth of the week. Like, who's canceled this week? Canceled youth of the week? <laughs> I don't want people to be doing things that bad that every week we're like, no. you're finished. <laughs> um, yeah, we can, we're the last ones that could be doing that. We're always promoting against, like, Cancel just canceling Andrew. people just on the whim. Um, it's funny talking about um, Toronto not having like a media stop for artists that are touring, like coming into the city. Yeah, because I saw this morning, um, Denzel Curry mm-hmm. did an interview with Master T. Sick, and it's fun. Yeah, like it's like no diss to Denzel Curry, like no diss to Master T. Like I respect both 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 them completely. Like, but the audience. But it's just like that's so interesting that in Toronto that an artist like Denzel Curry who's Huge, he's huge in the states. Yeah, he's doing tens of thousands of people. He's doing. He's touring with Billie Eilish. Yeah, like this guy comes to Toronto and Master T is the only one hitting this guy's line. That's you insane. know what I mean. It's like Master T is like a it's almost disrespectful Toronto interviewer for sure. Yeah, but, but it's, his it's, audience and just there must be like twenty five years age difference. Yeah, you know? so I just think that's like yeah, what's what's happening? He's like our Walter Cronkite of like Toronto hip hop. So it's like. I you recognize know, you know that Dalton name. wrote a book about Master T. 60 Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dalton's done some pretty important shit when it comes to Toronto music, man. Like, he's the man, yeah. He's been there for a lot of big moments. He wrote the, he did the first uh, uh, biography on Drake. Like the first real, like. The only one. Is it the only one? I've seen like only two official. or three. Only official. Only official. So I think that it his is also unofficial. Yeah, his is unofficial. But I think so it was the first, and it's like the only one that they've sort of like ever like acknowledged. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, because there have been a few that have been done, but never really a biography. Like, it's more so like, this is what I'm going through right now type thing. Like, Because I remember there was one long-form one that I watched on YouTube, like, years ago. And it was just about his, like, they show, like, old footage from his first performance where, like, he was talking about wearing purple and, like, why he, he wore this big purple jacket or something like that. And then showing, like, his first couple performances in the States and shit. And, like, showing how, basically... The road to becoming Drake type thing, and I can't remember where I where I saw it or who did it, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I had an eventful week as well. Uh, I hosted Rosh, uh, Ryerson's Frosh Week opening. Nice. Um, shout out to Ryerson. I actually just came back from doing a speaking panel there um, today. Would you uh, talk about Marlon? What did I talk about? YouTube. It doesn't matter. No, That's way too late. Uh, we should have a soundbite. <laughs> we should have a soundbite for that. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, YouTube shit. I went to Slow Jam party. Ooh, Lissa. Intern was there. Intern How good was there was with Shorty. I'm like ah ah ah. Oh, you just set up. You just set the mood for so a, for a late night creep. Intern comes up to me. He's like, Yo, dog. You have any condoms? You have any Jimmy's, fam? Boom. I'm about to go deal with this in the washroom, dog, like a real G, fam. Yo. And I was like, yo, dog. You know we don't use no condoms around here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> not, in, not in public bathrooms, son. Are you kidding me? You gonna go dirty? You gotta go dirty all the way. That son. was a completely made up story. I saw it turn. We said, hey, and we moved on. <laughs> he was bubbling. <laughs> I was sticking my ass off. Man, what a party, though, right? Wow, like I've been, wow, yeah. again, like again. oh wow, <laughs> Lissa, Lissa, you've got a gem there, baby girl. Have you been to one of these slow jam parties, Drew? My God, shout I've out to Lissa, shout out to Jester. That is your vibe right there. Me and you should actually host one because we would just be singing our ass off, bro. When I'm start. telling you, the ratio was like, I kid you not, eight to one. Oh, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Dog, I'm telling you, it was. N- I was in there like. And take the sword of Jesus Christ! Of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ. We love you, God! <laughs> That's all I was saying on stage, bro, because it was a sea of just women. Singing their asses off. There's barely any niggas, so they felt safe. Oh, it was great. There was no was little average, kids. Yeah. What was it? Was the average all BPM? Like, average BPM, dog. What I mean, they went from the, what the 80s to the 2000s, back to the 70s to the 90s. All slow jams. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Daniel Caesar to Marvin Gaye. Did, did they play Teddy Pendergrass? Teddy Pendergrass. Jodeci, Drew Hill, you name it. India Ari got spins, my nigga. India Ari. India. Yo, intern, you get me hype right now. I don't see you get hype like this, bro. Dog. You get me hype, B. Dog. Don't get me excited. When I mean you know, you the party, turn up till you know it can't turn up no more. And there was a moment where oh me and Stanfield, God. shout out to Mr. Stanfield, uh, the host of the party, we looked at each other and we're like, dog, there are so many girls in here. And I was like, yo, not just girls either. Not no little oh, picnic. No. 
And at the same time, we looked at each Uman. other and said, Big Uman! <laughs> Big Uman in here, dog! Yo, I'm talking like 30, the nice 30 year olds, nice little 35. Oh, that's my. Nice little 27. Ooh, that's my, ooh, that's my, that's my sweet that's spot my right, right there. Right that's when you know they know how to suck dick now. No, no, for real, dick. for real. They've been at it for like at least no. 10 to 15. Them, them's one of them girls that you, you gotta pull up to while they're washing the dishes and shit. Just oh, yeah. Sweet oh, it sweet it right. Throw on a little, little Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Yeah, no. Just, yes. That's the type of pussy you don't need to get off the internet because they're oh, old enough to know and uh, remember real interactions. <laughs> you fuck with Drew Hill? I don't know Drew Hill. You don't know no Drew Hill, Drew? Drew. You should know all the Drews. You need to know about Drew Hill, It's imperative Drew. you know all the Drews. Being there's not Drew. that many, so I probably should. <laughs> you should. You, you need to know about Cisco. Given Drew right. is not spelled the same as D-R-U. It's yeah. a little, you know, you know kind of like, you know, Named after are. Druid Hill. A place in Baltimore. <laughs> he would know that. You say yeah. Jester's DJ? Yes, he was. Oh, Amazing DJ, man. One of the Jester's best DJs crazy. in the city, bro. One of the best DJ. This guy was spinning. Oh. Yo! Wow. I seen He's him do, usually uh, throwing the fast music. Fast I see him do Cardinal's Christmas party, mm. and it was nuts. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to think. Um, there's another. There's he mixes clever. I like DJs that mix clever. Like, they'll yeah. mix something. And mix something in that's kind of like almost a response or something that just made sense for that hook. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he's crazy, man. He's sick. You know uh, Big Jacks? Oh, the man. We spoke about Big Jacks a lot in the last few podcasts. But we love Big Jacks here. I, uh, I, watched, I watched him record his show on ISO Radio last little while. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we, we, we got a, a sewing machine in the back going. So if you're wondering what the hell that sound is. That is not um, screaming mice. Yes. No, we're also just uh, doing dental work here. As we, just, as we do the show. I'm just working on Got a root canal going on in the back. Uh, don't, uh, don't mind that. It's just a tooth fairy. Just a tooth fairy. Um, Sorry, you were saying? Yeah, shout out to, Slo- um, to Big Jacks. I've seen him record his show for ISO Radio mm. the last like, couple weeks. And he does this thing where he mixes the sample of something into the song. Oh my god! So he like oh that's yeah. Jester does that that too. Jester does that too. He'll play like the start of Shaka Khan version, and then through the wire, just somehow comes on. Mm -hmm. And it there's no there's no he doesn't miss a beat. Like it blends so smoothly. And I'm like, yeah, man. See, these are the people that sit at home and think about this stuff. Those are the DJs that you're like that like put you on to shit that you didn't even know was sampled. You're like, right? Thank you. I didn't know. You know how many times I'll be in a party like that where a DJ will play a sample and I'm just like, oh, this must be like the cool down. Go to get a drink at the bar. Go to the washroom uh, song. You know they do that song. <laughs> and then you're like halfway to the bar and the mix will come in and you're just like, yo, that was a sample. What the. F- Oh. You know that one song, um, Sky's the Limit by Biggie Smalls and 112? Sky is the limit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, when you yeah, keep yeah, yeah. on. That song was called, like, it was sampled by, um, it was Bobby Caldwell, My Flame. Bobby Caldwell. Okay. Jesus. He's the same dude that sings, What you won't do, do for love. Like, and all You do anything. That's the same guy that sings, There are times. Jeez. You need someone. And you're just like, 
Well, no, who was this little like Bobby Caldwell, the one on Twitter, side. the guy where like the meme is like, like when it's like, where how old were you? And you found out that Bobby Caldwell was white. Yes, isn't that the guy? Yes, that's <laughs> it. That's it. There it is. Hey, hey, hey yes, that's a big right there, boy. This it's a, a two box joint. I guess you are. Woo! You are now. This on a this. Sunday morning. You are now tuned in. Welcome to WBLK. <laughs> you are here with. <laughs> Welcome to WBLK. Uh, we're coming to you live here on a Saturday. Make sure you grab your girl, bring her down to the uh, roller rink. We've got a two for one. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Wait, what's the other one? My flame. My flame. My flame. Yes, yes, That's of course. Uh, you keep on, keep, keep on resting on. They, a lot of songs have sampled this, though. You can hear the Tupac in there. Hey. 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 Or Biggie, sorry. Yeah. There's a vibe still. A lot of these old artists and songs that we only know one of their songs, why don't we ever just look into, like, more? That's true. We literally just say, all right, yeah, that's that was their song that popped. I guess that's the only one that really matters. But that's how I got into Bobby Caldwell, because after I heard... Um, what you won't do Then I found this Then I found the light And then I was like No And then No no this is what happened I was in LA I was in San Diego My uncle's like Yo come to this concert I'm like nah man I don't want to go to an old ass concert I'm young and shit. <laughs> I got braids I don't want to go to this concert This old ass concert <laughs> I, got I got braids, braids nigga I got braids I can't be walking around With you wrinkle ass He's like no you're gonna love it man I'm like whatever He's like I got some weed Just come with me So we go to this thing I'm like 17 years old We go to this concert this guy comes out looking like Liberace with his white long um, suit. He had a, a Zach Morris haircut with a long ponytail. I'm like, who is this little claff? And he had a he had a full out white piano. He had a symphony. All I hear is, and they had like they were playing with the symphony. I'm like, yo, this smooth ass. guy's <laughs> the one who sings this song. And I, that was it. That's crazy. And I was like, this white boy, you know, white boys got soul too. <laughs> just like Drew. Oh, man. You one of the <laughs> coolest. Just like Drew. Drew, Drew you one of the coolest white guys. Drew's in all got soul. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's this one again? You heard? <laughs> no, it's not soul. Well, yeah, I guess it's kind of soul. <laughs> That's definitely not. That's not soul. No. Did you know no. that your name backwards is Word? Yeah, I did. Know that. <laughs> I definitely did. Well, I've not been reminded since I was about six wrong years with old. Norm, okay. bro. <laughs> no, I just found out. Somebody just told me, like, yo, you know your like, you know your name backwards is Mister On. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> Mister <laughs> On. That's my alter ego. I rate it. Mr. I rate on. it, Mister On. Yo, that's you should. That should be your opening line. There's your icebreaker right there. Hey, how you doing? I'm I'm Norm. Or if you you know. If you'd like to do things backwards, I'm Mr. On. My name is Marlon. If you like, but you can call me Null Ram. <laughs> Null Ram. I sound like a fucking camera. <laughs> sound like I sound like a competitor to Kodak. Null Ram. Well, no. Matthew backwards is wet them. So. I see you, Matt. I see you. Wet them. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not. That's why I'm dying. It's wet them. Wet them. Wet them. It's wet them. Wet them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't know how we got to this. Wet them. (laughs) 
What uh, happened this week, Marlon? Tell uh, us what happened this week. There's a lot of shit that went down this week. There's a lot of shit that fucking went down this week. Um, should we start what we do every week? I think we should. It is our good, good youth oh. of the week. Oh, it's such a good youth. We didn't play the wrong song at first, but this time it's not the wrong song. I get such a blood clad. Good youth. Wow. My goodness. Now, this week's good youth is uh, from an unlikely place. An unlikely source, one might say. Let them know. But I've known they were a good youth every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll double up at night. <laughs> Depends how the day goes, really. But I let them know my appreciation quite often. And uh, our good youth this week is Pornhub. Pornhub. Shout out to Pornhub. WWW.pornhub.com. <laughs> we, we didn't get paid. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> um, Pornhub uh, released a video uh, that is a trailer for their dirtiest porn ever. Filthy. Filthy. Disgusting. Oh, just just nasty when Putrid. you see this trailer. It is gross. Throwing, a, throwing an adjective in there, Drew. Something gross. Just despicable. Anything. Unequivocal, undeniable, just grotesque, nut filled, <laughs> and, and, and say nut filled, sm- but, <laughs> but nut filled, <laughs> it is kind of nut filled, isn't it? Vile <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> Pornhub, Pornhub is basically filming a porno on the dirtiest beach. In the world, Scarborough um. Bluffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> oh man! Um, Does it tell you the dirtiest beach though? Which beach it was? Um, I, I don't think it. Uh, it might tell you, I guess, in the actual full video. Um, for this, uh, it was basically just showing a trailer of what the video is going to be, and you're just seeing fucking dirt all over the oh. beach. That's that's gross. What? Well, what up? Your your mic? It's in. There we go. It wasn't in? I was hearing myself perfectly fine. I don't even know. That's weird. Um but yeah, no, they um to help them preserve our to help us preserve preserve our oceans, they are donating all the money made from the video and the views um, to donate to cleaning up our oceans and cleaning up our beaches. So shout out to them. Shout so, out to Pornhub. So wow, porn porn is, is is doing their duties now. They're getting social. They're trying to they're trying to give back. But to, wait, there's more. There's more. Pornhub also promises to plant a tree for every hundred videos watched. So over twelve thousand trees have already been planted as of April 29th. It'd be really funny if they showed you how many trees you've planted. Oh, wow. It's like, Marlon, you contributed <laughs> yeah. to planting 6,000 trees. <laughs> what am I saying the world out here? Y'all burning down forces? I'm jerking my way up here. <laughs> Marlon, one. you better not be in there watching that porn again. I'm saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is going to do it. <laughs> God damn it, Mom. I'm saving the goddamn world. 
world. Let me die in peace. Do you want to breathe? Do you like paper? You know, in like movies, they show a guy in jail and he's scratching like the tally of how many days he has left. You see by your laptop, there's just like scratch. Holy shit. That is amazing. That is hilarious. No, honestly, like really and truly, they should use porn to save the world all the time. They should because remember we talked about how I feel like my conspiracy has always been that porn is somehow not ru- ruining the world, but the uh, it's not helping at all because it's constantly just re- reinstating stereotypes like old shit. Like I'm talking wa- like watermelon, black people, chicken shit, like. It's so like it's so historic the, the racism on there. It's nuts. Like a, a, a couple of black guys are coming in the house and they're literally still wearing baggy jeans. What black guy have you seen wear baggy jeans in the past three, four years? New York bro? City, nowhere. And if you have their crackheads, because it's the only jeans they can, they have left. So it's like, you know, about why that? are these still being pushed so heavily? Yeah. Why is the incest being pushed so heavily? Blacked. What is with the stepmom <laughs> walking in on her son all the time, or mom just? It's walking crazy in on because her son. it's not even just stepmom and stepson. Now it's just like Every dad step. fucks all his children. Yeah, it's like the worst titles I've ever seen. And the thing is, you have people that watch this stuff religiously. They watch porn every They're single day. Just normalizing day. it, man. They're trying to normalize it. Keep it like make it seem like, hey, man. But it's, it's so just... low key because I feel like it's so it's such a not. Um, respected profession already and the the mindset around all of it as a whole is just yuck or nasty even though we all do it mm-hmm. um i feel like it's because it's so smut already people are just like how are you gonna like how do you cancel a part of something that should be canceled altogether in people's minds you know what i mean like if they <laughs> and people aren't gonna say cancel porn uh-huh and who's going to really porn? regulate the titles Never. on pornography? Do we need, like, there's a quality control on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, do you need wow, a set team of people on Pornhub to be like, yo, this title is not going to work? Or do, why is there, why is it, you have certain um, sites where it won't allow certain titles. Mm. Like, it won't even upload with that title. They'll tell you, you need to change the title. Like, Two Girls, One Cup got taken off the internet. Right, like no. it's not even on there. No, is no, it still no. there? You can still I made it. a reaction video a couple years ago. It's still up. Oh yeah, oh. you can find it if you really want to. I wonder if it's still. <laughs> I don't think there's anything views. that's ever been on the internet that now is just not not there. on the internet yeah, anymore. No, no. But, well, some things. Unless if you get ahead t- of it quick and get a lawyer on it quick, I mean, you got to be within <laughs> 24 hours sometimes and get on it, and your lo- the lawyer can do a cease and desist or whatever and get rid of it, but. You got to comb through the fine tooth comb because it's like it, it, it could slip through to just whatever. There's so many different like Reddit substreams and Discord mm. now. And there's so many places your shit could end up that you won't even know. How, you won't even be able to find it. It yeah. won't come up like Discord stuff. I don't think Discord stuff comes up in searches because it's it, those are private rooms. You know what I mean? Now, coming to think of it, they should start doing this environmental shit like all the time with just not just sex. Like they could, they could do a fight, like a boxing match in the dirtiest Anything. place in the world. They could, you know, people don't want to give up money. It's just at the end of the day, the only people who want to give up money are rich people, and it's just for charity, and it's the exact amount they need for that cut. 
that happens on their taxes, and that's it. Mm. So it's like, kudos to Pornhub, man. Pornhub's PR is just great. Like their marketing oh. team, they think they just they know when to time because they could have they could have done this at any point. You know, they could have decided to. They're clean, not clean tone up a deaf. Beach, yeah. but they're not tone deaf. They're not. It's not just a coincidence that there's like a huge hurricane going on right now, and you have the entire the like, U.S. government like avoiding talking about it. And Pornhub is. You know, that's so. nuts. Pornhub doing more than Trump. <laughs> Shit, <Wow>. nuts. <laughs> but they still keep on playing that one uh, Muslim video with what's that chick's name again? Mia Khalifa. Mia Khalifa can't take dick. Girl. Isn't she like a sports podcaster now? Nope, she quit she that went, too, she didn't quit. she? Really? Current Gilbert Arenas, Arenas had a yeah. show on Complex, and she quit that. She couldn't handle that dick neither. Because <laughs> he could be a dick sometimes too, man. Fuck it right now. Arena. <laughs> he couldn't handle that dick either. Hey. Um, oh, I announced my first comedy show. Congratulations. The last laugh. The last laugh. Brought to you by Hype Spots, Spots app. app. Um, yeah, I'm doing it in collaboration with them. Um, shout out to Barrett. Yeah, man, it's going to be a dope event. We got Tricks. We got Big Norm. We got uh, Mr. Lewin, who's been on the show. He's, like, the biggest meme guy in Toronto. Um, we've got Crystal Ferrier. We got Alan Shane. Alan Shane. Lewis, three, the three-name god. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Shane Lewis. And we also have Gabriel Broderick, Broderick, who's been on this show twice before. You guys really love him on this oh, show. That guy, you know, believe it or not, I think he's done comedy longer than all of us. Actually? Because he wasn't oh, yeah, a yeah, child yeah. He said he comedian. Did, yeah, he, did, he said he did comedy so, for a long time. So technically, no, actually, Tricks might be the top of that. But. Yeah, Tricks, yeah. My, oh, man, I couldn't believe the Tricks actually is like, yeah, I'm down. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Marlon, come on. See, you know what? I'm watching your come up, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, so this is what it looked like when I was coming in. Yeah. Because honestly, like... You already had a buzz going in, and me too. Like I kind of people kind of knew me going in, and like I was already get like Tricks was one of the main dudes that was like encouraging me to get on stage. Yeah, and like same, yeah, like, Tricks same thing with you. Me. Like get the fuck on stage, man. What are you waiting for? Yeah, Tricks too. Tricks, <laughs> he put me on. I think my second ever stand up show, and that was at Harborfront for mm-hmm. Black History Month. Oh yeah, it's a big show. I was supposed to be with there him, with Jay Martin, <laughs> and somebody else. I think it might have been Jean Paul or somebody else. I was. <laughs> And I remember forgetting majority of my joke and just whimming it for like two minutes. And I just like came off stage way sooner than I was supposed to. <laughs> and I was just like such a humbling experience. But he was like, yo, man, like you could actually do something like you got all the characteristics that could you're very likable on stage and yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, I just took it all in. Hey, I just took it all in right now that the stage is the only place you come quick. You gotta last well, longer, bro. Depends. You can last longer. I know you can. You depends, have it, depends, man. Because every time you cut it early, I'm like, you gotta get that going, bro. You gotta get that going. Well, are you there usually when that happens? I mean, every time I feel like you yeah. gotta get going. But you know what it is? It's like you always do short sets. I always do but short always, sets. Always doing new shit. That's that's the thing. It's always new shit. That's why it's usually short because I'm like, all right, this is where I practice too. Um, it's gone well. I don't want to fuck this up. Good night, everyone. Like, I get off stage immediately. And yeah, no, I never, like, I remember going over the red light one time a long time ago and, like, they got at me about it. It was like a bunch of, like, comedians that I didn't really know too well, I guess. And they didn't know who I was, so they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, a lot of people were actually shitting on 
Mar- um, Aaron for a little bit because they're like, oh, he did this joke. He did a Dave Chappelle joke. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, the guy's new. Give him a chance, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, me- I remember seeing that and joking about that as well. I remember that was years ago. ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. What do you mean by that? He um he was doing uh Dave Chappelle's. Was it a sprinkle crack? No, it was a joke about like robbing somebody's house and then seeing the picture. Yeah, sprinkle crack. Yeah, was that sprinkle crack joke? Uh, That's what it was? Yeah, yeah. This nigga hung up pictures of his family everywhere. <laughs> and sprinkle crack on him. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. and he just did the joke. Yeah, basically. Oh. But a lot of comedians... Not realizing that he was that it, he heard it from somebody else. But yeah. Like, you know? A so, lot of comedians do that. We talked about it on here a couple weeks ago. Or maybe even just last week. But a lot of comedians don't realize they're doing that when they do it. Like, it's something that's trapped in their subconscious, maybe. And like they're thinking of ideas, and they they come, up, they think of that premise, and think, oh, "Did I just strike gold?" And like they write it all out, and like, "How did that just go from mind to paper so quick?" Not knowing that they've seen it somewhere before. <laughs> it happens yeah. when it's your show. Are you gonna still have like a twenty minute or half hour? Or are you just gonna be hosting in between other people's? Yeah, sets? I'm gonna be hosting it in between other people's sets. Uh, Trix is gonna be doing the the headlining for the show secretly instead of doing. Like 20, 25 minutes straight. It's actually nice to have that break in between. Do five minutes in between each yeah. person. Yeah. So you could practice material. You could. Yeah, I got. You could really play around. I got a couple of jokes so I'm going to be trying. You can like the first bounce time. off of what they. The last person just mm-hmm. did. And yeah. then ha- get in the way to like introduce the next person. <coughs> exactly. Exactly. And I know all these guys, so I can make fun of them before they get on stage too. It's mm-hmm. just going to make it fucking great. Um. <laughs> Is the Grand Gerard next where guy. you did yours as well? No. The last. The last one I did the was... The last bear jokes? Was that not there? No. That was just down the street. Grand Gerard Theater's other side of the city, but it's fucking adult little spot. It's a little gem, you know? A lot of people don't know about it, but, like, it's a really, literally a dope theater. No and, I s- get and, I, and I say dope because, you know... <laughs> Chill out. You can do Chill out. <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just spoke to you about this. Chill out. You can um, come and uh, hang out. It's really great. It's really <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just for that. There's Norm's orgy get room the upstairs, worst, okay? That's what Norm, I'm trying to Just say. for that, Norm's going to get the worst intro. The worst intro out of everybody. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Coming up next. Nas. You guys might know him. Uh, he's my co-star on the Extra Gravy Show. Mm-hmm. Also a piece of shit who supports the person playing right now. We've got Norm, I think Norman, Na- something Norm? like that. Something like, I don't know, clap, I guess, for him. <laughs> Let's make it super awkward. <laughs> Yo, oh man, what else happened this week? Let's let's get into it. Let's get into the extra gravy, shall we? Rick Ross's daughter is pregnant and he's not happy. Why? How old is she? 17 years old. Hallelujah. He's unhappy, <laughs> embarrassed, oh. and has unfollowed her oh. on social media. Oh. 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 How, do, how do we feel? First of all, he needs another bottle of rosé. That's what's up to drink away the pain. First of all, your daughter's 17. She comes to you, she's pregnant. What are y'all saying? First reactions I'm mad. I'm worried, but I'm also su- supportive. I believe you too. I'll tell you, my first reaction is not unfollowing her on Instagram. <laughs> I don't think I'd even follow my daughter on Instagram. Let's be yeah. real. 
It's I'd crazy probably too, block her just now, so I don't see the thought posts. It's not even like now where you just unfollow somebody. It's like a two-step process where you have to uh, confirm confirm that you really want to un- like. <laughs> you, you sure pissed. you want to follow your daughter? <laughs> Instagram's like, are you sure? And you're just like, yes. The fuck? I mean, it was like it's just a private <laughs> account. You just like re-request the follower again after he cools down. Oh, that's the worst. But then who knows? Maybe that's where he found out, and he's like, I don't want to find out this shit no more. You keep on posting the, the pictures of the sonogram and shit. Like, fuck, he I'm not following you. Phone. The first post comes up. He opens Instagram. He says, daughter's pregnant. He's like, I'm unfollowing you. I can't take this. I can't take this. I'd have to find out if it was a prank first. If I saw it on Insta first. Especially in the States nowadays. Bro, imagine finding out your 17-year-old daughter's pregnant on Instagram first, fam. You know how, you know what would, at first I'd be anger. And then I'd be depressed or sad because of the fact that if she felt that she can go on Instagram and do that, that means our relationship is trash. And she never felt like she could come up to me and tell me this. Yo, is this... Like, th- that's horrible. Marla, let me ask you this, though. Is this the same daughter that he had with the, the baby moms at 50 dealt with? I don't think so, no. No? That was too long ago. No, that was too long ago. The math wouldn't make sense. No, but that's... You messed with 50's mom like 2010. No, Rick, Rick Ross's baby moms, right? Is who oh, was you mean fifties? F- oh, okay. I see so what you're saying. Yeah, is yeah. that baby mom's the mother of this child? I would assume probably. So, oh, you're seeing you're trying to make the connection there. Trying to make the connection of like, okay, like mother, like daughter type shit, or, or like. Well, well how, we don't know how old it, her mom was when she got pregnant with her. Well, more so like, I don't know. I feel like you just called them hoes. No, it doesn't seem like he has a good <laughs> relationship with with the baby well, moms. No. Yeah, clearly. So not. what more the daughter? Yeah, I'm saying so. Right? Like to unfollow or be like not unsupportive of the situation is just probably goes uh, is well, stemming from his relationship with the mother. Well, we don't know if they've mended it since then. That was like what what year was that? Could you look that up in turn? What year did uh the Fifty Cent with Rick Ross's baby mom video drop? Just type that in. Here, um, hip hop trivia. What do you think, Drew? What year? What, what's it, what year do you pick? Two thousand fifty cents. I'm gonna say two thousand eight. Two no, two thousand seven. No. I'm gonna say two thousand seven. Two thousand ten for me. I was gonna say later than that. Yeah, two thousand eleven. All right, and the actual retail price. Oh, oh, we're finding it. Oh yeah. 2008. Ooh. I'm out Marlin. here. I'm out Marlin. here. <laughs> I said 08 first too. Yeah, because I remember uh, it was definitely around uh, the time of hustling. It was definitely around hustling time. It was hustling. Well, hustling yeah. was his first track. Though. Exactly. It didn't happen that early. It, it did. happened. It did. <laughs> really? Hustling came out in like 2007. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was or when 06. he already had Maybach music and all them. Um, no, well, no, no, he definitely didn't have Meek or any of those guys around at the time, for sure not. This is when everyone just found out he was correctional officer and all that stuff happened. Um, there's the Rares Ricky, there was French, uh, what's his name? Was it 50 getting into DJ Khaled's home and like showing pictures of his family and stuff or whatever? I, I can't I remember this. Or Yeah, was, there's a whole bunch of shit going on at that time, man. It was, it was a lot. 50 was just not letting no nigga from Miami live. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I would, I, I, th- that's what I would feel. I would feel angry at first, but then like really sad and disappointed probably in myself that my daughter felt 
the need to go to social media before like. I don't think we actually know that though, right? I think it, I, no, that was just a uh, hypothetical. Norm brought up. It's fun. Um, I think we're also coming from the perspective of somebody who might like we don't know like Rick Ross. Like who knows what kind of relationship he has with his daughter? You exactly. Know? That's what I'm saying. We don't know what the, the same thing with the baby mom. We don't know what has happened like or might, transpired. Like a, you hear like something like that, and you're just like, well, I'm on follow her on Instagram. It's not like, a, oh, I'm gonna call this girl. <laughs> But like Ima- sometimes, imagine how Lawrence Fishburne felt, okay? Like, oh my when he God. had to like just block his daughter had to from see his daughter's online. Body cheeks, her <laughs> speckled bottom cheeks on mm. the internet. Her body looked like it, somebody shot black pepper grains just at her ass, mm. like from a cannon, and it shred like shrapnel. Yeah, <laughs> it, was it looks like she had Morgan Freeman's face <laughs> on her ass. <laughs> Yeah, Morgan Freeman face ass. Morgan Freeman face ass is the title for the fucking episode. You bumps. Oh my god. Get your god. Morgan Freeman face, face ass out of this bitch, motherfucker. Get your Morgan Freeman speckled face ass out my fucking face before you give me pink eye. Um, but no, this is one thing. One thing that struggled core with me is that like we know Rick Ross's music. You can kind of get a, a taste of his view on women. <laughs> and his track record hasn't necessarily been the best. Um, I, I know you guys remember UAE No. I don't, I don't know how, I still don't know how to pronounce that fucking title. UAE No. UAE No. And remember the Molly line and whatnot. Um, and how he felt he faced ra- date rape accusations <laughs> and whatnot. Um, rap, after that rap game, Bill Cosby. So it's like, it, it's hard for me to like, I've rationalized in my mind that my view of women and how I view my daughter should probably fit into the same realm or scope. You know what I mean? Like I probably should not have a different view of those two women, um, in respect to how I treat them and how I view them. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously there are a few girls that, you know, you're going to think she's a slut thing. She's a slut thing. So like, that's life. That's just, I'm, I'm older. So it's like, I don't know if these young kids like that's not in their head anymore, but that's still in my head. Like that whole, like she's a, she's a slut thing. She's a slut, whatever, all that stuff. It comes into my mind every once in a while. I will never fucking vocalize it because I don't even care that much, but those type of thoughts do come to my head. Now, isn't it hypocritical if you are acknowledging that type of behavior and glorifying it? And then say, now, man. if your daughter is exhibiting any type of that behavior, oh, humbug. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now it's not cool. You know, Car- karma's a bitch. And, and, and I guess in this form, karma's his daughter. Not saying she's a bitch, but if he's going to be talking all that shit and all this happens... Like, you got to be able to, like, take it, right? Like, if me, I know I've already, I'm already starting to try to come to the terms that my my daughter might be promiscuous and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm starting from right now because I'm like, if I don't start from now, I feel like every man that has gone into it thinking my daughter's going to be the princess and not going to do this and that are the ones that end up with the biggest disappointments, the ones that end up don't know how to parent, the ones that end up having communication issues and all that stuff. Like, if I could come to terms with these stuff before they exist, <laughs> I feel like I'm fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, trying to deal with that while they're growing up, I don't think is ideal as a man. 
And if especially in a time where we're relearning and all those different things, we're relearning how we should treat women, um, the wrongs that we've done in our past as men. Um, I feel like now is a better time than ever to right those wrongs before I even have a daughter. And I don't even want a, a boy like that. I've come to that point. I remember I used to be the guy who used to be like, yo. Oh, all sons, dog, yo. Like, these girls out here, they're crazy, bro. I can't even trust these. T- Not realizing what you're saying, right? And. Bro, that voice is hilarious. Yo, dog, I can't even trust say, these like things, 10 bro. people that talk exactly like Dog, that. I'm showing you, fam. You know what I mean? Like, I can't even do that with these things, no, bro. Dog. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, God. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, I feel like it's it's imperative to, to re- Train your your mind before even having kids to to accept that there's gonna be a lot of things that especially if you want to do better than your parents or some whatever parent that you saw was not the best or most ideal. You're like I'm gonna be a little bit better than that. Here's the I feel like it's thing. important to do that. Most of the young mothers I know, the ones that have had children under the age of sixteen, are, are fucking better mothers. Bosses. Yep, better mothers. More equipped than any mother I've met. Like, most of the mothers I've met in the 20s, 30s, whatever. They're all fucking bosses now. They got, they, I have one girl that had her first child when she was 13. She got six kids. She's written, like, a few books. She lives in a mansion. Like, she Pressure got married on pipes, TLC. Man. You know what I mean? Pressure either burst pipes or makes diamonds. Like, And I, I remember she went through this way. phase where everyone was like, oh, you're a fucking little teen whore. Da, da, da. Yep. She had to go through all that shit. And she was like, "What? Are, I don't give a fuck what y'all said. I'll show. I'll show you." And she showed him. Yeah. So who knows? This could easily be one of those situations. Exactly. Where she'll show everybody and be like, "Listen, Daddy, you gonna want to follow me now." I'm one of those people. I can, <clears throat> I connect dots with like, "Oh, this needs to happen so that this can happen." Mm-hmm. And I do that a lot. And like sometimes people go to jail. I'm like, like I'm sad you're there, but yo, you probably fucking needed it. Like to be completely honest, people, especially on people on drugs. Like they, they have to go to jail now. They, like you can clean up because like, there's no access or whatever. Um, yeah, sometimes kids happen for people to grow the fuck up quick because something might have happened if they didn't. You know what I mean? Like there's so many situations where you've seen like young moms and their kids grow up to be something great because of the fact that they grinded their ass off and provided a great life from them because they felt the pressure from everybody else thinking, I won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do that. You won't be able to do this. And so in some cases, I'm, like, kind of envious of young parents because, like, you you realize even with kids who aren't in, of any relation to you, that age gap is starting to show more and more. Like, the more, the older you get, the more you're like, yo, I don't know what's going on with the youth anymore. Like, okay, I'm catching on, to, or you're just catching on to things later than you normally would have. Where it, it would have been the week of, now you're learning two, three weeks, maybe even a month later, you're like, fuck, like, this is the new thing? Like, so that's the only thing that scares me with this new generation because I feel like we're all having kids way later than our parents did. Um, we're all getting married way later, later than our parents did. And we're not even getting married. A lot of us aren't even getting married. That's the other thing. So it's like, how are all these different dynamics going to change the way parenting is? Is it going to be a good thing because we now have more wisdom while raising the kids? Or is that gap of age going to be a deterrent to growing a a kid 
like healthy. Same, like we're in the era of same-sex parenting. We're in the era of of like you know multiple parents, not just two. You mm. got now. You got okay. You got this dad, this dad, that dad, and this mother, that mother. Like I know I have some friends, some family in California, and my one of my cousins calls you know calls three different men dad, and I was like, this is interesting. But you know that's that's where we're at in this world, baby. It's 2019. Yeah, get used to it. You want kids, Drew? Yeah, I think I. It's fun. It's funny how yeah you grow up sort of just thinking, believing certain things. Like I like grew up thinking like I, I was gonna get married and then yeah. I was gonna have kids and like yep. like everybody, all the f- parents in my family, all the aunts and uncles are all married mm-hmm. and they all have kids. Mm. And so it wasn't until I moved to Toronto and started like. I freelance for this company, Sidewalk Hustle, and the creators are a couple, but they're not married and they have yeah. no kids. And so, like, learning from them, like, this sort of alternate lifestyle of investing all of your money and all of your time into your own Yo, life yes. and your own career. And Someone I, I, brought I that never up to me the other day. It. Married to yourself. And first, it blew my mind because I was like, Yo, I'm selfish enough to do it. <laughs> I love kids so much, but I'm selfish enough to not have none and just live my life. Like, because if you think about it that way, man, life may not be. That's the other, the other only thing. It's like, do you trade this could be fulfilling thing where it most likely will be fulfilling? Like, 90%. Sure. You know what I've really, really learned about my what I want from being a parent recently is that. Um, watching my family, watch my cousins and my, my girlfriend's sister. They have little children. And all my family do, don't live in Toronto, so I only see them once or twice a year. Mm. And I realized that, like, a whole year has gone by. And, like, now my little cousin, who was two, is now three. And you've missed and, all these things. And yeah, I think that I'm learning through that process that when I have children that I want to be around for all these moments because it's, like, like I'm literally losing these moments, and I'm like, you can't recreate them. You yep. can't not even just get them back or like try to like oh, you know like once man. you've experienced them, if you miss them, yeah, feel that way with siblings because I left so home important. at like 18, and like would only go back like holidays type thing. Not really like I'm not really the go home every weekend. My family's just not like that. And man, <laughs> like I feel like they just lived a whole other life that I have no idea about. When when it's so different because you knew everything that they did before, like when you were living at home. So it's like, yo, you lived this whole other life. My brother had two kids. My little brother had two kids, moved to North Bay, became a rapper, like all these things, smoked weed. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, your brother on? moved to North Bay and became a rapper and had kids? That's a <laughs> sick story. Right? And I'm just like, <laughs> so what's your story? You know, I got. Had some kids with the North Bay became a rapper, you know. <laughs> Story of my life. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like, it, it comes as a shock. Definitely comes as a shock. And I don't, I know with what I do, there would be a lot of moments like where I'd have to be gone for a couple months, couple weeks, couple days, whatever, here and there. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to like dumb down my dream. Just to babysit sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's like, but then when you come back home, you're like, oh, "Fuck, I shouldn't have went." Yeah, like, it's, one, that's <laughs> one thing, it's one thing I never considered. Like with sort of pursuing, like I always think my like trying to describe my work is like I'd have things in my head that I want to see in real life, so yeah. I'm like trying to make them. Yeah, and 
through that process, I'm realizing how much of time it takes. And I never considered that people in my life that I knew that, had, let's say, like, quote unquote, settled for a job that's more traditional or more um, secure, balanced or secure, whatever, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that isn't necessarily about the security, that that's about spending time with their kids. I'd mm. never considered that. Never even. Yeah. You know, same. I, didn't, I didn't think that, like, the reason that my dad wanted to be free, you know, every whatever from 6 p.m. on. Yeah. Or, you know, that was that was because it was about these moments that he didn't want to be missing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was killing me knowing that I had to be here tonight and I wasn't able to talk to my nephew about his first day of school and I wasn't there to pick him up and all that. And it was like, it was literally, I actually had to call my friend and be like, yo, am I a piece of shit? Yeah. Like, I'm not picking him up. And she's like, yo, chill, bro. Like, what time do you finish school? You finish at 3.30? Why didn't you pick him up? I was downtown. Wow. I'm not going to go back to Scarborough and come back down. Oh, he's like, like Scarborough. Down. What was that? Is that like a new feeling for you? Like, that's like a new. Well. How old is he? What what grade? He's great. He's junior kindergarten. It was first ah, day in school. First day, right? First day, period. First day in school. I brought him to school this morning. And FaceTime, like, man. You know, I, that's what I ended up doing. I'm like, all right, mom, I can't make it. See, and this is how crazy it is. Like, I was so entrenched in, like, making sure he was good for his first day of school. Um, I changed my shift. I switched my shift on Monday, and today I f- totally forgot I even had a shift. Mm. I get a call to like, Norm, where the fuck are you? I'm like, oh shit, I was just, I was just thinking about my nephew, and nigga, I just keep ha- telling you use a calendar. No, I, I had like, <laughs> bro, it's I have it. It was in my fucking phone and everything, but I was just, I didn't look at my phone because I was just so caught up in just making sure he had breakfast, he had lunch, all that shit. You know, we set up his clothes for a week. You know, he. I went grocery shopping with him. He chose all the food he wanted to eat for the week. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. But like, I still. Everyone's just like, "Yo, you you did so much for your nephew. You don't you don't understand." I'm like, I still feel like a piece of shit sometimes though, just because you know I also didn't have a dad around, so like I feel the need to be around for him since mm. his pops is not in the picture. But yeah, man, that shit kills me. Like sometimes I want to leave and just up and move to New. You know, I saw you talk. I saw that tweet about New. I'm like, let's fucking go, Marlon. I, and then, in my head, and then like, you're like, oh, oh my nephew, nephew needs yeah. that man in his life. Like, I can't just up and leave. Yeah. And you're the con- most consistent man in his life. Pretty probably. much. Pretty much. So. Yeah. Yeah, I said something to I, I thought I would never say in my entire life. And I'll put it on record. The other day, I texted my girlfriend discussing moving to, like, Barry. Seven no five. I don't think Barry's Home ever gotten a record hard. <laughs> In this film, Georgian Bay. Yeah, I never considered it. But you really? But you you'd be down to move to the seven o five. I think what I think what I was thinking about was rent. Yeah, like well, first of all, yeah. <laughs> Yo, rent. rent has everyone in Toronto going. You know, everybody's on Kijiji. Yellow at, like, knife the map. ain't <laughs> that bad. Like I have a yellow knife. Like, Hamilton's <laughs> kind of Toronto, right? Uh, no, but okay. well, I was thinking about our little nephew. He's gonna. He's like he's turning two. He's going to be, you know, three or four pretty soon. And then he's going to be the age where he wants to go do stuff. He wants to play. He wants Is he to, in Barry? No, he but he, they're in Oshawa. But if they were going to come visit us, they're going to come see us. It's like what, we can't just have a place that is not, like, suited. You know, then they're never going to come visit. Yeah. Like, and I was yeah. like, like I, like, I was saying, wouldn't you want to have a backyard so that they can, when people come visit, they can, like, play in the backyard? But it's like. But you're a downtown guy? 
Nah, like the West End. Well, le- yo, when my nephew comes through, I'm like, yo, man, your backyard is freaking Parkdale. We're going around. <laughs> you going? You going to say what up to the crackheads? You going to learn about <laughs> everything. You gonna, you know, you gonna understand how to pivot on these corner blocks and. But oh man, no, I, the world is a backyard, bro. If you live, bring them through, man. Unless you're the conditions of your home are really kind of fucked up. And, can't have them around. Well, it's just like, I don't know, like a, Live in a halfway I house. I don't have toys, you know? So it's like, I guess could get toys and stuff. But it's like, I, just, like, I don't know. When I was a kid. When like, I was a kid, I didn't have yeah. toys. We had our imagination. <laughs> 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 Nigga, Fork was Mr. Fork. <laughs> I'm playing. I had toys. <laughs> Shout out my mom. And, uh, I had toys. I guess so, yeah. Um, have you guys ever asked a woman if she's pregnant? Yeah. Like, just looking at her? Yeah, hell yeah. Fuck, no, you are braver man than me, brother. You are a braver man than me. It's got to be so motherfucking obvious. She's got to be holding her back and her stomach while someone's going coochie on her belly button for me to be like, you pregnant? <laughs> like, it's got to be so obvious. No, it, it, was, it was, yeah, it's, it's the obvious, like, hand over top, top of the belly. Oh, yeah, resting you know, on the belly. The resting, if like, you're just I, overweight you know. with the hand resting on the belly, I got to rate you. <laughs> that is a new level Yo, think about how many people adjust their shirts all day They're adjusting their pants but Yeah, like, pulling nah, out son. the t-shirt When you're trying to hide the gut You pull out the t-shirt at the stomach part So it doesn't show as much Like, if, for someone to nah, be just walking around <laughs> Fucking forearm resting on this it This shit got purpose I know about y'all, son I grew this belly for a reason Because usually people only use their belly in, their, in private You'll put things on it like food a phone, whatever, and <laughs> you'll just hold it there. But like to be out in public, just <laughs> just for our resting on your stomach is lit. You ever seen Tom Green? Tom Green show? It's like old yeah, 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 television yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. Daddy, old would clips. you like some sausages? Yeah, I was trying to find like inspiration from old clips the other day, yeah. and um, they had this skit about this shirt that had like little clips on it like down or towards like your belly button yeah so if you wanted to like pull it to adjust it you wouldn't be like stretching out the shirt it's just like a little plastic <laughs> clip so you could just pull the shirt <laughs> that's smart that's fucking funny tom green was ahead of his time man was he hell yeah check the old or you like it so far back the fuck up i don't know what that organized is organized rhyme cuz i don't know you know he's one of the he was one of the first rap bro he was let me pull him up. He can't even finish the sentence. He's so excited. My guy is You like Adam Sandler, so I can see you legend. liking Tom Green. Okay. I feel like they fall under the same kind of category. I've been watching a lot of John Door television I've never found Tom too. Green that funny. John like, Door? He's all right like John to me. Do- John I've been watching Doreen. that a lot recently. And Kenny versus Spenny. Oh, oh, oh Kenny so versus Spenny is fucking funny as fuck. I'm just like trying to find inspiration from these like old Canadian shows that are like somewhat candid. But Red then Green? Also, yeah, you know, so it's like... Because that's like I think what I like about my show is that it's, you could, you feel like you're there like it's not there's not cut you know yeah. so it's like but trying to find a way to be more creative and be more clever yeah. in, a, in a format that still looks like it's legit you know I it still a, looks like it's I did like, a bring back Speaker's Corner and then Speaker's Corner followed me on Instagram and I was like well <laughs> they post all they do is post old Speaker's Corner footage but that was gonna be part of my Speaker's Corner idea and now I'm like uh, well back to the drawing board I gotta run one second yeah yeah. Have you been on uh, Speaker's Corner ever? No, I have not. I actually saw a, a compilation video um, with Brian Espiritu, y- a young, doe-eyed Brian Espiritu. Espiritu. And there was a, um, a monkey face contest. Do you remember the monkey face contest on Speaker's Corner? 
who could make the best monkey face. Oh, wow. And he made a monkey face, and there's like a bunch of other people who made the monkey face. And the guy who won came back to Speaker's Corner like a year later, and he was famous in Toronto. For And people would like ask him to do the monkey face on like the road and shit. And he's just like talking about how people have been stopping him everywhere and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> people buy him drinks, so he does, does the monkey face. It's so funny. Wow. Go on YouTube, guys, and watch... Old Speaker's Corner it's videos. So it's a fucking gem. It is, especially if you want to get an idea of how much Toronto hasn't changed. How much society as a whole hasn't changed. You'll see compilations of women complaining and arguing about the same things that they're arguing about and complaining about today. And people talking about politicians and stuff in the, with the same, like, Passion and the same problems as today. It's it's actually pretty dope. Um, I've been on. I'm honestly trying to find the clip of me on on speakers corner. Oh, we gotta post that on Instagram I if we find, find it. it. If we find it, I we gotta post it. that on Instagram. And guess what? I am singing Drew Hill. <laughs> the reason I asked you guys about the pregnant thing is because uh, there's a video that surfaced of Beyonce at her uh, birthday. Well, She's about she- to blow out a cake. And um, pranks people. There's a fanny pack wrapped around her stomach. And I guess she's a little thicker than usual. And people were quick to just be like, wow, Beyonce's pregnant. Oh, my God. Another one. Oh, my God. There it is. There it is. Look. There's Brian. That's Brian. Yep. Press play. Let him see. Holy it. ongoy. That means monkey <laughs> in our language. It's so <laughs> funny, man. Um. But yeah, Beyonce, uh, yeah, that's the guy that won. <laughs> that's the guy that won, and he's like famous for it. And it's not even that impressive of a monkey not face. That, yeah. Oh, shit. Whatever, Yo. it's mid. Yeah, I found it. <laughs> you found you on Speaker's Corner? <laughs> Is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at Normie. Oh my god. Norm has R and B hands. Bro. Oh my god. <laughs> RB hands where Yo, you seeing it? He found it. <laughs> it turned found it. You should see his face. <laughs> yo. Yo. Anyhow. That was that. It's her face, dog. <laughs> I was in a, I was an R and B group called Kamikaze. It consisted of a Filipino dude, two Filipino, no, three Filipinos, an Italian, and uh, this little Cisco looking motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, Yo. turn is at a loss Hold for on. words. Yo, are you taking this at all? Yo, peep the peep the leather glove, my guys. You have a leather peep glove. The leather glove. Yo, Norm's a real fucking sick guy, bro. guys. I was sick. I was 15, 16 oh years old. Oh my god! Deli- Are you Lichette. flexing? I'm flexing with the Lushettes. No, no, hold on. Shirt. Are you flexing? Flexing though. <laughs> <laughs> Norm, is your hair blonde? No, my I was rocking the stocking cap. This was my signature stocking cap back in the day. You know, I wanted to be Nas. What remember? kind of stocking? It cap just was looks it? like I'm a bald Buddha boy. Like, don't I look like I'm a fucking <laughs> the golden child? Holy <laughs> shit! We got it. Now we're posting this video on on Damn. Instagram. 
on the Instagram. That's uh, 17 years ago. Hold on, wow. this is 2002? I guess I was 16, 17, yeah. Jeez. But yeah, do you guys feel like uh, anyone has the right to just say, yo, Beyonce is pregnant, just off rip? Because this is what, what I'm thinking. Like, what if she's not pregnant and she sees this now? So should we just be like, oh my gosh, she's fat. She's like, what? No, I'm Or pregnant. just don't comment on it at all. That's also an option. Okay. We're but definitely not in the age of any, <laughs> I'm just anything, scrolling anything past. being worth just not talking about. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, like, come on. You know them, them West Indian parents, like them immigrant parents just walk up to me like, well, yeah, I got That's fat. a huge problem. And I've never noticed that Filipinos that was a problem the until Twitter. Because I've seen people, and that's a, a, there's a lot of um, like parenting things that I've seen pointed out on Twitter that I never realized were problems until they were pointed out on Twitter. It was like things that I just thought were like normal, fucking normal, like or things that I just thought I was mad about or thought was weird that yeah. I didn't realize everybody else thought was fucked up. Yeah. So like that going to like family um, get-togethers and. Someone saying, oh, you're gaining weight or yes. whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. What happened? Are you pregnant? Like, those little no, things. Like, that's And West Indians, they, they hear it a lot, a lot. And um, are even told tips and all types of things. So it's like it can get to a point where it's, it's downright disrespectful. People hate some of their aunts, some of their uncles, like, because of some of the shit that you hear that they think is just a family Friendly. They've grown up that way their whole life. They never. And that's the other thing. When are we going to get at our parents and people older than them about not trying to correct anything? In what, what sense? Did we need the internet? To, like, was it the internet that made us say, yo, we got to stop this? Oh, or was it just us? We, we just thought that that's, you know, parents, mama knows best, papa knows best. And that's all we knew. So we just stuck to it. But. We needed other examples to show us, hey, man, this is actually not right. So it was the internet. It was. It, it it's took, just not even it just It took speaking. a certain level of exposure. Mob mentality. I guess you got to see your tribe first, and then you're like, yeah. Let's no, get once everybody it. starts coming out the woodworks to show, hey, man. That's fucked I up. I was traumatized by that slipper, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like all like the so like faux, like woke people would say that um, our collective consciousness is being elevated. Mm. I would. I think it is, but I also think that it's not necessarily. <laughs> I think it is, but I also think that it's not necessarily um, like some osmosis. Like I don't think it's just like. Well, no, it's like we're Twitter. all just doing it. It's Twitter shit. That it's you, Twitter. Like, it's, like, oh, I didn't know that other yeah. another twenty thousand people felt like this, and then suddenly you're not as afraid to talk about it. It's like the meme shit that we talked about. How I learned so much. Thi- like I talked, I told someone this today. I'm like, yo, I have learned so many things about women and about me and what I have done or made women experience through, through the internet. So like memes of like. When the 20th nigga hits you off with what are you doing? And I've never asked a girl what she's doing since. <laughs> like, <laughs> unless it's like I genuinely care about like, yo, what are you up to right now? Yeah. I'm not the what you doing guy anymore. Because I'm like, oh, that's a thing that they see all the time. And that's the other thing you don't really take into consideration. Especially when you're talking to an attractive girl. Never, 
ever think you're the only one talking to this attractive oh girl. God, or no. the only one pursuing or shooting shots. My nigga, she's heard high beautiful 13 times today. You're not unique. One of my homegirls is so beautiful. She, so we're lying down in bed. She's showing me like her plus 99 requests. And there's more than 99 requests mm-hmm. on her Instagram feed. And I'm just like, how do you even see my messages when I hit you on Instagram? Because like, you actually follow her. Yeah, because we actually follow each other. And like, we'll talk on Instagram. I'm like, But that's why. I'm like, how do you see this amongst all the other shit? Because she like has all these unread messages. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, dude, you're a fucking, I, I, I thank you for taking the time to sift through all this to see my message and respond, considering there's all these other people that you're ignoring or like... I wonder how shitty they must feel when, they, when they're when they scrolling through to get to your message and accidentally open one of them. Oh, he saw I read it. <laughs> he like, saw I read it. Fuck. Like, you don't know how many times I'll accidentally press on something and they'll see that it's seen uh, and then I just open up another fucking door to 20 yep, messages. Yep. It's just it's off of we're, a scene We were talking about, um, yeah, like... Coming and like relearning or un- unlearning things because you're approaching the age of like having your own child. Yeah. And like this is something that you, I don't even know if like the three of us would be able to teach our daughters or help our daughters with this particular topic. Dude. Like the accessibility of people now, how like, oh yeah. Like, ne- none of our DMs look like that. No. I mean, I, th- okay. This guy, okay, <laughs> come on now. I, I got the ninety nine plus request. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but that's guy. you know this. I, I I have nice Insta stories <laughs> from people who don't follow me. That's all it is. That's all. This is Insta story reply stuff. I think I haven't sifted through all. That's <laughs> good. I'm um, sorry. Wow, um, I am Browning. That uh, is that is a direct violation, sir. That I will not take. <laughs> hey, summer branded. just ended. Wait till winter comes. No, but that's the other thing. Like with what you're saying about like um, approaching the age and not not being able to teach your kids a specific topic. You know, what I thought about the other day. I'm like, <clears throat> what things can I teach my kid? <laughs> like what? Th- like no, realistically, because if you think I can't think back and decipher, okay. This I learned myself, that my mom taught me. This I learned myself, my, that my mom. I can't do that, right? But I know it worked because I'm a sane, normal human being. At least I think so. Now, how do you raise that if you think that you can teach everything you learned by yourself if maybe they need to learn it by themselves and not you teaching it? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, How but do you have- decide what is something you got to... You know those ones where you see the parent just say, they got to learn. And you ju- you can't even, like, you don't even know how they came to that decision, but they're just like, I can't do that one for them. Like, how do you, how am I going to decipher that? You, the parents would just hope that the voices in their heads are the Leading them in the right reason that, yeah. that came from their teachings or their, yeah. you know, passing down information. Like, from per- perfect example, with my mother and my sister, I'm like, okay, guys, we have an opportunity to, like, undo. The, I'm like, mom... Because of the way you would just be so um, tardy and, like, my uncle would come to pick us up for church. And when he pulls up, she's like, okay, I'm going to cook something quickly. I'm like, mom, he's downstairs. Yeah. Why are you going to start cooking something? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And because she was that way, like, I'm the type of guy that does things last minute before we have to go. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, we have this opportunity to, like, teach Inaro. Yeah. Not how to break the cycle. Break the cycle of, All right? of lateness. So, 
like all three of us have to work at this. Like <coughs> all of us were up in the morning trying to like do things on time to make sure he got to school early. I'm like, and it's it's he's changing my habits. It makes you a better person. It makes my, me a better person because now I'm like, okay, I got this kid that's learning from me. But to to what you to your point, like let's say one day he's like, fuck being punctual, <laughs> you know. I'm like, but I taught you to be punctual, and he's like, nah. But, but it's crazy because I was like, dude, all you, I'll, three things I need you to do today: listen to your teacher, be nice to your classmates, and if anything goes wrong, just tell the teacher. But don't be a tattletale snitch. Mm. And then at the end of the day, he's like, I listened for more than twenty five minutes. I was like, sick, because <laughs> I don't listen to nothing. <laughs> Yo, with me, it's like. I don't even remember what I was gonna say. I hate when that happens. Kids, uh, kids. How how how? What mothers what taught us? What parents taught us? Taught us. Uh, how what we're gonna what teach are we our gonna kids? Teach the kids. How, mm, how we'll find it. It'll it'll come up. <laughs> did did you have? Did you grow up under good parenting? Like were your parents uh, present and? Yeah, he's like, no, my parents are, are a piece of shit. Or, or, or is that your great parents? Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Because, no, there's people that have <laughs> shitty-ass parents. <laughs> parents are trash. It's actually great. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> now, my father was Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, God. <laughs> oh, but you shit. seem like you have a good brought up see? Like, No, I... <laughs> um, both my parents were music teachers. So that was like mm-hmm. a good ah, it's all coming together now. They must be very happy. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> funny because it's like I don't think they ever pictured it being like rap music that was like be the focus. I think uh, they also I think it would be more like I'd be like playing trumpet or something. Well, oh, okay. so they play music. Yeah, they're both like musicians. Are um, you a musician or you just cover music? Or do you just scat along with them? <laughs> <laughs> you play that, spoons. That's what. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> play the triangle. Ding. <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah, my whole, like, my whole, like, on my immediate family, all my siblings are all musicians. My yeah. parents, both musicians. And I was never like, really that into it. And especially when I, my interest was more into, like, Rock or rap or if like, I find out you can sing, like, I'm gonna be pissed. I bet you you could sing. I guarantee you can nickel back right now. <laughs> Bro, I do a good karaoke. And they say that. I actually spent a night at a mansion with Chad Kroger like a couple months ago. <laughs> Get the f- no, please. Did he sound like Ja Rule right in person? It's a story I'll tell you later, but it's <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely exactly what you'd picture in person. Actually, Chad Kroger, like how you'd picture him, in, he's like exactly like that. And they say okay. that. Hold on. Hero. I, I almost feel like he before he shakes your hand, he slicks his hair back to like behind his ear just before he goes to shake your hand. He's just one of those guys that when he's talking to you, his head's like he's like shaking like like you know, he's just like just oh, like oh, so yeah, into what like, he's saying. He's just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh come, oh, yeah. Just body, but it's the head, the convulsing head, just oh, in constant agreement. He just hear this music as he walks up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big fucking dude Yo, why do people hate Nickelback? Like for real Like if you work retail <laughs> Nickelback, that Nickelback, come on You'd be humming while you're fixing those shoes, bro You know what it is, man It's For me, it's just the voice It's like the quintessential Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, Creed uh, Creed, is that the name? Uh, this is my track this is my track right here. Look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that meme where it's just that over and over again? Yeah. 
Look at this photograph. Look at this photograph. That's the entire PowerPoint. He sounds like Ja Rule if he did rock. Woo! Chad Rule. This that shit. Hold on, where the hook at? It's murder. <laughs> <laughs> what would I be without you? Where you walk, where you talk, the way you smell, the way you smell, you drive me wild. That's definitely the first time that comparison has ever been made. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is brand new remix. We're a premiere, premiere, premiere. Josh Kroger. Josh Kroger. Chad Rule. Chad Rule and Josh Kroger. Murder back. Holy fuck! Yo, that's a sick Murder back! And fucking Nickelback! Murder back! Yo. It's like the Jay Z Lincoln Park. Oh, that would be so ill, bro! Always on time mashup with Hero. <laughs> that's dirty, <laughs> yo! Shout out to Chad Kroger, man. I swear they they did that with uh, when Aftermath did did the um the the Murder Inc. dish. This album, mm. and they just had like new hits, <laughs> like Ja Rule featuring. You ever hear that one? <laughs> no. Or like Ja Rule featured on everything. Is <laughs> they have Ja Rule and Shakira? Oh my God! What? Wherever, wherever, yo, you have to find that. It's a. T- <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you've heard that mixtape. Yo, tape. no, I think I'm it too was, young for that. Oh my that god, that is so fucking who, who's funny. Who's the mixtape? Was it Who Kid? That was. I don't know. I've never heard of this shit in my life, bro. That's incredible. DJ Drama. No, I think it was. Uh, I think it's Who Kid, um, and it's the Aftermath diss tra- uh, diss album, and like all of Aftermath and and friggin' GU and all of them just went in on Murder Inc. Like uh, Busta Rhymes was in on it. Everybody was in on that shit. Remember when Nas joined Murder Inc. at the uh, MTV VMAs <laughs> and then said, I changed my mind in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> what a waste you. Nah, he realized, like, wait. Nah, not Ja Rule. Not Ja. Not Ja. Not Ashanti. Should I say, not Ja. Not Ashanti. I think it just whisper life. Yes, Nas. <laughs> yeah. I need all mental lips. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody got a Vicks paper rub or something. <laughs> Yo, it's nice. I need a lozenge. Fiverr with the world. Somebody give me a throat lozenge right now, please. Um, on a serious note, uh, we want to send prayers and condolences to everyone in the Bahamas right now. Um, oh, fuck, all man. those that are being affected by Hurricane Dorian. Damn. Um, Prayers go up to you, man. I couldn't imagine. Like, that shit look crazy. Category what? Five, they saying? I think it's a category it's, five. It's it's so sad because, you you know, people are probably trying to pull shit and, like, show what's going on. But, like, they don't even have cell towers and shit. But like. this is the thing. 
Um, I have I have I have a friend in the Bahamas right now, and she's flying out literally right now. Oh wow! And she's been texting me the entire time, so it's like. I don't know if like because there are many different islands on the Bahamas, right? They're not all connected, so I don't know if she was just at, lucky enough to be on an island that was the least affected or something. I don't, I'm I not mean, too sure. Was, like Saint Martin, when like all, we had mad homies in Saint Martin when that shit was happening out there. Yeah. So like she's I in, heard I heard this is even worse than that. I think she's in Na- Nassau. I'm pretty sure, which yeah, is the capital. Yeah, Nassau's where like it's where shit goes down. It's really close to Nassau that where it's happening. But man, did you see like how deep houses are up there? Like, yeah, I saw a video today of like it was from the s- inside the second floor of a house, and the water was coming up into the second floor, and it was like you see waves crashing up against the windows of the second floor, and it's like, yeah, it, it looks like they're scary, on the ground. Man. I seen a video of a Jamaican guy in his living room, um, and there was uh, water all over, and he's just floating in it, and he has a song underwater, maybe underwater playing. <laughs> I was like, yo, Jamaicans are never serious. <laughs> and he's just floating around his living room while the furniture was all around him. Oh, no, me. no, Do you guys remember learning about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in, like, high I've, school? <clears throat> I've heard like of that. Pyramid. Yes, yes. And so, like, the bottom, it's, like, your most basic needs as a yeah, human. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, you, yeah. you can't get to sort of the next level of... Full, without the foundation. Without having the bottom yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it makes... Mm-hmm. Scenarios like this make me think about, like... You know, you, you can't, like, feel happy. You can't feel fulfilled or, you you know, secure or, you know, if you don't have that base layer. Yeah. You don't have, like, your clothes and your roof and your food and your water. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like as soon as those things are put into question, like, all, survival like, all mode the rest kicks in. is, yeah, all the rest is out the window. You yeah, know? Like, survival mode kicks in heavily. Um, so, yeah, man, there is a GoFundMe um, that I found that – was on my timeline that seems to be the most legit one apparently and it is gofundme.com slash head knolls h-e-a-d-k-n-o-w-l-e-s um their goal is to raise a million dollars they've raised three hundred thirty-five thousand six hundred twenty dollars so far for relief efforts which is fucking amazing three thousand donors um so (coughs) If that if you guys would like to donate, um, that is where you guys can do so. Um, you can send relief items to uh, certain addresses in Florida. We'll post a picture for that. And in New Providence, there's the, the address for both of those places. The supplies needed are non-perishable food items, meals that are ready to eat, water, water filtration devices, baby formula, toiletries, women hygiene kits, diapers, wet wipes, tarps, mosquito repellent. Generators, large trash bags, gloves, portable stoves, butane canisters, and air mattresses. And man, when I saw mosquito repellent, I was like, what? In this whole list? And I'm like, man, all that distilled water just chilling everywhere? That's where a lot of disease comes from. That's when this shit gets murky for real. So like, you guys, we all need to chip in, um, especially as West Indians. I feel like it's, it's our duty, especially. Um, to help out our fellow West Indians. Um, there's also a feminine hygiene products drive happening in Nassau this Saturday. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of relief. There's a lot of help going out there. You just got to find the right ones, and hopefully things get better for them. And um, also, prayers up to Kevin Hart. Oh, man. <clears throat> On a speedy recovery, that car Fuck. was fucking 
done. Like the whole top of the car was gone. The whole top. I don't. I, it, apparently, they turned over, turned off the street into a ditch, basically. And um, Kevin Hart had to undergo extensive back surgery, um, and it was successful. Um, and it looks like he's gonna make a full recovery, so that's good news. But imagine he wasn't <coughs> even the one driving. Like, yeah. Oh man. I and with that kind of car, muscle car, with that type of accident, one could only. My thing, I was like, yo. I don't know if this is fucked up, but I was like, yo, Kevin's lucky he wasn't driving. Because, like, imagine the imagine how this would have all spun once he got better. Like, who, oh, Kevin was driving? What was he doing? Who is he with? Mm. Then you got the side chick talks that I saw popping up on the time. What's wrong with these people? Someone was like, oh, Kevin was in a car with a side chick. Well, he wasn't even the one driving. And he was with a man and a woman. <laughs> like, what's wrong with people, bro? The first thing that came to my mind at camp front was like, God damn, he's so lucky he's short. If yeah. he was a tall dude. Somebody said if he was six like, two, you know, he would have been a, it would have been a wrap. He's lucky he he's alive because he's short. Somebody said that somebody said that to me and I was like, Okay, this is not the time for jokes. And then I was like, Fuck. But it's real shit. If he was in No, because if you don't see the I never saw the pictures then. Yeah. Then if you don't see the pictures, you're you're just like, Okay, come on. But if you see the picture, you're like, yeah, no, that dead ass. Top, it's not even a drop top shit. Look like it was because my only top down from looking out. at it, I'm like, the only re- way he could have survived that is he must have been bent forward, but still sandwiched. Like he must have been crumpled forward in some awkward ass position and stuck there even until the ambulance or whoever came because that car was crumpled. There's no way anyone walked out of that car, so they were in that. Waiting until whatever. If he was unconscious, I don't know what the case was. But, man, prayers up to him. Speedy recovery. Um, I know, if I know Kevin Hart, he's going to turn this around into a crazy success story. It's going to be a, a crazy book, a documentary on his road to recovery. Nike's going to give him another shoe <laughs> once he's back to full health. Like, And I, you know what I thought about, which is really fucked up? Because this is the times that we're in. I'm like, how do those people feel that cancel people? Like, the people that cancel, the, the, the LGBTQ community and supporters of that that canceled Kevin Hart because of his comments 10 years ago or whatever the case may be that he refused to apologize for. Are, are they like, good, is this good? The, yeah, and I'm like, is that, is that like, oh. do you go good? Do you not retweet it on the timeline? Do you not say prayers up? Do you not acknowledge it at all like how do you feel in that moment do you feel sorry for him or and if you don't doesn't that say something to you you know what i mean like shouldn't it be an indication that this thing has gone too far if someone gets hurt to the point of almost dying and your reaction is yeah but those tweets back in like 2010 were like really offensive so i mean I hope he's okay or whatever, but I don't care. I was like, canceling is that, him, but I didn't want him to die. Like, is that is that not an indication that shit has gone too far? Like, and is that the only way to get out of cancellation? That's my other thing. I'm like, does this mean he's no longer canceled? <laughs> or is it he's no longer canceled until he's fully healthy again and back to being Kevin Hart? And then they're like, oh, yeah, I don't like this guy again. Does near-death experiences uncancel you? Uncancel you. Mm-hmm. Does it cancel the cancel? Is it a double negative? That's a good question. Because I, I can't see myself if... Um, I feel like, though, if, if, if a guy like... Ooh, depends Bill on Cosby the Cosby died, 
It depends on the People crime. People would still be like, oh, yeah. whatever. It depends on the crime. There it is. Yeah, you just brought up the example I needed. Because it's like, his was tweets. So it's very easy for me to be like, you're fucking evil if you think yeah. like if anything think negative right now. Because of you know, some tweets. You, you're fucked. 100, something less than if, characters. Yeah, no, if R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, if they honestly, if they're to die, I, I, it's hard for me to say I'd feel something. It's given like, what they've done, and I don't that I do not respect it's in like the slightest. Like when Epstein killed himself, it's like I don't give a fuck. But I had no attachment to Epstein, so it's like I still didn't give a fuck. But it's like people we really love and admire going through some shit. I think it's I, I guess that's based on it, it. It's different for every person, I guess. So yeah, like like if if the people that were saying hey not canceling Nas because of what, what happened with Khalees, you know if if Nas dies. I feel like he really got a skate pass on that, man. Like, heavily. Like, there was no real uh, investigation into it. There's no cancel Nas hashtag. And it, I don't know why either, because, like, it's not like he's disappeared or anything, or if he's, like, or he's not staying ghost. He's on tour with Mary J. Blige, who's experienced her own <laughs> domestic problems. So it's just like. He, he's not shying away from me. He's on drunk. He's on drink champs. Uh, like, you know, he's telling the story. He's still investing in companies heavily. Um, still doing major business. That hasn't affected his business whatsoever, whereas other people have been completely destroyed. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he's not entirely and hasn't been that vocal over the years. You've known Nas is around, but he's not like out here doing interviews, dancing with the stars, putting out like, you know what I mean? Like he puts out his, his albums and he disappears, does a thing. Yeah, I wonder if he was on The Breakfast Club if Charlemagne would ask him about that. I mean, Charlemagne, I think, would be forced to. I've seen Charlemagne give, like check legends at the, at the Breakfast Club. I've seen it. And Charlemagne's not even the, like... I just wish his etiquette with women on the interviews was way better, man. Yeah, it, it's definitely that, gotten better, but it's it's definitely still not at the, the it's not standard the, it should be. I no. watched a Lizzo interview that he did three months ago today, and I was like, dude, fucking. Like, I root for him so much because I think he really is a talented guy. I really think he's a comedic, like, he's really funny, and he's really quick, and he's a good radio personality, but... There's something about him with women that it's like, I don't know. It's like he's stuck in sexual hyperdrive mode. And every every time it happens, I go to the comment section and everyone's talking about that. Or you go on Twitter and women hate him. Black women just, just can't stand this guy because of the, the way he condones himself in interviews with women. It's just it's wild to me because like he's so nuanced when it comes to men. And with their interviews and their questions, like his Ed Sheeran interview, I was like, that wasn't bad. Like, that was a pretty, like, in-depth convo. And then, but with women, it's just not the same. It's not the same at all. And I know people read into that. Um, what else happened this week? You guys, uh, speaking of Nas, I guess we can stay on this. Lonzo Ball said that Future has more classic projects than Nas. <laughs> now, classic projects? Yes. So not yeah. not classic songs, classic projects. more classic projects than Nas. Projects. How many classic projects does Nas have? I am not in tune. Um, three. I'm gonna say you three. I would say three as a as a non fan. It was written. Yeah. Oh, okay, I might go four then because I'd say lost. I say his. I don't know if like 
Lost tapes. I'd say rap fans would say that, though. Lost tapes? That's not a classic, bro. Come on. Well, if we're going to call Stillmatic and It Was Written classics. No, those are are classics. I don't think so. I'm not even a fan and those are classics. I don't think that makes it even like the the average rap fan's top 50 classics. I don't think that's going to make it in. It Was Written? It Was Written? I I hear it. It Was Written a lot. Stillmatic, maybe not as much because I remember there was that, that pushback for his beat selection and all that stuff. But It Was Written? I don't know, man. There's not much debating on It Was Written. Okay, but well how many classic albums? Even still, that's three. Album? Classic. 56 Nights. Dirty Sprite. Dirty Sprite 2. Monster. Uh, nigga. We can keep going. Hendrix? The R&B? Nigga! Future got more classic projects. Ah, let's get it! <laughs> My dog. I guess it's tough for me to really you know, say because I, I don't listen to Future. So. Yeah. No, it's easier for me to say definitely. how many Nas has because I just know hip hop rhetoric and like what people speak of. So like I'm not I've necessarily listened to those back to front and yada yada yada, but I know that those are Nas's classics. Futures, right. man, Fifty Six Nights is undeniable. Undeniable. Like the joint, okay, I'll give him the one with Drake. The project with Drake. Ooh, what, bro? Are you fucking that. dumb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all. No, that's a classic what's duo. The, what's the one slime? Uh, the one he had with Young Thug? That one's whatever. Oh, super slimy. Super slimy? That was um, whatever. It was See, good, it's, but it's, it's not how that's classic. coming into the conversation of like, what the future classic is? Like these collab albums are making into that conversation. Yeah. That's funny. I think classic has changed to um, classics for the person. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Not classics for hip hop, whereas it used to be classics for hip hop, like Nas is Illmatic, still, uh, it was written, Stillmatic. The classics of hip hop, they're not necessarily, people are going to go, those are Nas's classics. You know what I mean? Future, I think you got to go, those are Future's classics. You can't say those are hip hop's classics, because hip hop as a whole is yeah. so fucking stretched out now and like there's so many different areas and so yeah, many yeah. different types of fans it's like to the trap fan future is jay-z in my opinion to the trap fan future is jigga he is that guy he is him and young thug are like and gucci mount rushmore trap you put those three on it and two more T.I., yeah. um, Young Jeezy, those are probably the Mount Rushmore of trap right there. So it's like, but as in, in terms of hip-hop, you're not going to get Big L fans, uh, traditional Big L fans, Big Pun fans saying, oh, yeah, yeah, Future uh, Dirty Sprite 2 was, yeah, that was undeniable classic, <laughs> the lyrics, and you know what I mean? They're measuring it on completely different scales. One's measuring it on vibe, one's measuring it on lyricism and artistry and Live performance and all that stuff, and also era like it was it was specific to the times and yeah, and like future is very specific to the time. I mean, he's, he's, in, the fucking, he's in the fucking future. <laughs> right? He sounds like time. he's rapping in the future, right? <laughs> and Nas is just classic Nas rapping in the eight in the in the golden era. So like it's it's hard to dispute, but it's 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 one of those LeBron Jordan like who's had better wins, you know? LeBron no, or not, Jordan? That's not the same at all. Okay, fine, not Sorry. those two, LeBron and Jordan, but. It's just LeBron like say, wins. I mean, two <laughs> random, wins every time. If you take two random like players that are not Michael Jordan and say, ah, who was night? Who had better dunks, Dominique Wilkins or Carter? Vince Carter. You I see what you're mean? saying though. It's like a different era. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know though. I think, yeah, it's the way people talk about future is 
like different than I would say. Yeah, the way he they talk about his influence mm-hmm. on music now, and no one expects Future to be like crazy, um, over the top, influential on a on a social level. Because you know there was Nas was talking about a lot of social politics and a lot of things going on in the streets, and he was very informative. Where yeah, Future's just like, I'm gonna just tell you about the drugs. I did I'm last sure that week. I'm sure as older stuff, you could argue though that he's like describing his reality around him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. future stuff, Tony but Montana and shit. I wonder, you know, I'd be curious to know what Drake would think of this question of like Ooh, classic nice. albums and like oh, what what future albums count as a classic because he's the one that sort of elevated Dirty Sprite too. If you remember, he's the one that elevated it to like that next level. Yeah. He was the one that came in and was like, remember, Future talked about how yo Drake hit me like last minute, yo Dirty Sprite. It's a classic mixtape to yeah. me. Like, I want, how can I be a part of this? The and Drake then, cosign uh, has been used so much. When people, even during times when people are just shitting on Drake, which makes no sense. Like, Blueface um, posting that picture of the text message may have, like, deleted a possible Drake Blueface single that we would have gotten had he not posted the cosign. Because that cosign is just such clout for these niggas, and they know it. They saw the Versace effect. They saw the, they know what happened. So it's like, if you get that Drake cosign, no matter if it comes in text, voice note, pigeon, <laughs> they're letting us know. Pigeon. And the OVO pigeon. <laughs> the OVO the pigeon. OVO the owls. <laughs> Hedwig. Hedwig just comes inside <laughs> your window. Um, yeah, but no, they, 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 um, we could have gotten a Drake Blueface song and he kind of ruined it by posting that Drake said, yo, boy, one that made a track that slaps for us. Like, that would have been the song of the summer. Do you remember when he, um, when Drake co-signed Kodak and he posted Skirt on his story yep. or something. And remember, everyone was getting mad. They're like, yo, he's going to elevate this guy to another level that we don't want. Like, yep. you know, it's like, it's, we're going to lose this artist that we love. Yep. You know, he's like, we're trying to cherish that he's in this, he's in like having unique, like um, organic growth as an artist. And you're kind of like fucking that up by like. One day someone needs to make a compilation yeah, yeah, of yeah. the amount of times Drake has put people and the society onto an artist. Because especially because of the narrative is so flipped that he just uses artists and blah blah blah. There have been so many times I've seen this guy promote artists just through playing their song and him rapping along to the words on his Insta story. It was Smiley, yeah, Smiley, bro. How do how do we all know about Smiley? Smiley, because he's rapping about it on his Instagram story. This guy was in a pool. Smiley's rollout came from Drake in a in a pool in a fucking tropical island. And he wasn't even really rapping. It's kind of like he was He's talking like, almost. Yeah, and he had a drink. He was drunk. He was wavy, feeling himself, and just did that. I don't know if you saw when he dropped Scorpion mm. that he like that night or that day or whatever. He was posting a bunch of Instagram stories of music he'd been listening to. Yep. While he was making Scorpion, yep. inspired by and one of the last things in that like series of songs, the screenshots was Smiley's project. Yep. And it's like yeah, like there actually is like a good article. I'll have to send it to you, but. From, I think it was Complex or one of these blogs like made a couple months ago. It was a bunch of rappers' statements about Drake's effect on their career. Mm. And so you had everybody from like 21 Savage to... Yup, I saw that. Future to like... And was, they'd collected... They'd, a journalist had collected all the quotes from like all these different interviews of people talking about Drake's influence on their career. And like generally most people have something positive to say. Yeah. yeah. There are a select few where some things didn't go their way or whatever, but exactly. generally that they, they he what he wasn't profiting more than they were. Generally they were profiting relatively more. Okay, Meek Mill losing to Drake still profited him. Like 
Yo, imagine ending the guys. I think they were talking about this. I, don't, I was listening to another podcast. They were talking about this. They like imagine ending the guy's career and then, and then reviving it, <laughs> and then being like, "What? Me and Drizzy back to back is getting scary." And like, then the guy using the line that ended his career. Drake has an uncanny ability to stay the boss in any situation, even when he's being the bigger, like. Even if he's like taking the L or like sucking it up and being like, "All right, yo, we're friends now," blah blah. blah. It's never looked at as oh, yeah. A Chris Brown must have went up to him and must have wanted. Every single time, it's just yo Drake patched that up. It's a good dude. Yo Drake patched that one up. It's a good dude. It's because Drake has the upper hand in every situation. No, it's because so Drake him. plays chess. Yeah, you don't think that like, um, See, they like don't, Sambo, they Blackface, that would have killed any other artist. No, I don't. You don't think so? That would have had more of an effect on somebody else. I, I don't think so. I think the fact that he's black is... What, like, what if we saw a picture of Nipsey like that? I think it would affect it because of Nipsey's message. I don't think Drake's message is necessarily act, activism rooted. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Common does that. You're pissed. I think... Um, well, Kanye... Kanye does you'd that, be, he'd be, be like, perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. probably right there. He'd yeah. be perfectly fine. I mean, it would probably be looked at as, yeah. <laughs> bro, it'd be probably looked at as artistic. Uh-huh. He's he, like, it, I'm reclaiming. Bro, yeah, I mean, well, the guy, in fairness, yo, the Yeezus merch from like a couple years ago had Confederate flags, a bunch of shit on it. Bro, it's incredible what you can get away with if people paint you as a genius. Yeah. It's incredible. It's just like art, how we're talking about niggas drawing a fucking square. A red square on a white canvas, and it, you can sell that for three mil now. Because people just have this idea and perception of you. It's kind of like Nike. You know how much those fucking sneakers cost. You're still going to buy them for two bills, though, because why? They're Nike. Because of the name and what you're putting behind it. Even if it's the worst shoe. Remember when Kanye's f- shoes first came out? The ye- the uh, the newer, like, Yeezy season, whatever oh, ones. And everyone's like, like what the fuck are Michael- these? And now like all you Fox fucks are wearing filas. <laughs> trying to recreate the feel. Like it's 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 nuts. It's nuts what people what people will appease to and um conform to when they believe you're the smart one. Yeah, it's like perception. It's well we I mean, we both did our podcasts at the Eden Center mm. and even just talking about perception, like people look at that and they think that we're on like some next some crazy of, level. We're, oh, we're on Eden. yo, yo I saw your these guys are doing at the Eden Center. Center. When really it's a free streaming center that creators can just use, <laughs> big or small. <laughs> yeah, and they put out an open call, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> like literally. We got we got hit up early because like they wanted us to kind of promote it to the smaller creators that this is a space that you could use. It's not even necessary to promote it to y'all. <laughs> it's to promote it to other creators that might be following us or might work with us and be like, "Yo, how'd you be able to do that?" And it's like, "Yo, you just like hit them up." Let's do it. So it's like the perception, man, it's it's wild. It's a wild thing. I took a class about like pre- presentation of art and how like, you know, like the toilet in your bathroom can be like placed in an art gallery or like the, you mm. know, like the drawing here, like but put in an art gallery is now suddenly worth this much just because of the perception. Did you see when perception someone dropped their sunglasses man. at an art museum and a hundred people were gathered around the sunglasses at the art museum? No. There's an article about it. I can't remember when it happened. It was like years ago. Someone dr- literally just dropped their sunglasses. And one of the, I guess the people who were hosting the art exhibit must have been wondering, what's the commotion? Like, what's going on? 
And there's a hundred people fucking gathered around these sunglasses taking pictures. And oh, I just think it's so brave. Like, it's such angst. And just, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is this the piece <laughs> or is this the installation surrounding the piece? I feel like he's just other hitting from society. He's hiding himself somehow. How do you feel when you wear sunglasses? <laughs> Are, is he wearing them at night? <laughs> like, hmm. it's just such wild stuff, man. Uh, man. Uh, Kanye, Jesus is King album coming next month. Uh, 12 religious-themed tracks, um, titles including, uh, let's see, let me zoom in here. Garden, Selah, God is, Baptized, Hands On, Bro, did you see dead. that shit where he, they they redid Sicko Mode? They do all that. it was like a gospel song? They, that's really? what, that's Sunday that service. That shit was ass. That, that's Sunday that service. That fucking ass. You but you know like what that? it is? You it, know what it that's... It crap didn't sound the block. Or? Oh, it was so bad. It was like... Um, uh, you didn't like it? I, I liked it because I know what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> All right. It, I went to a black a church. Genius. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a black church, right? And you have the youth weeks or whatever they are, right? And they try to do this thing where they change hip-hop songs and try to make them all, like, non-secular. You did with G-O-D? Yeah, yeah you, you know me! You did with G-O-D? Yeah. So it's like, it's super corny, but I get it. But, it, yeah, it's super fucking corny. <laughs> and um, I'm, I was wondering if the album was going to be like this, but by the names, I could tell, I guess these are all original works. I just find it interesting. Like, <laughs> Christians find it so offensive. Like, you remember Ray Charles' biography uh, uh, with Jamie Foxx? Remember Ray? Yes. Uh, and you remember when he got in trouble and they're like, you can't do that in here. That's, that's God's music. And he's, like, changing the church music to secular music and making it just sound just as good or whatever. And it, they never allow for the reverse. I mean, they they always allow for the reverse. They always allow for the Christian music to just go on some worldly. Why isn't that a worldly beat? <laughs> why isn't that a secular? Like, why isn't that a secular instrumental? Like, I, they pick and choose. It's so funny, but I find it super corny. I, I I'm not a fan of the sicko mode. The, the, what was it? Jesus mode? I think I it was know. Jesus mode. <laughs> I think it was Jesus mode. It was yeah. He's he's done that every Sunday service I've seen. He's taken like a uh, old song or uh, a, a wildly popular song and just changed it to gospel music. That choir is lit though. However, I like when yeah. choirs do pieces or like covers of other songs, but not for the sake of glorifying God, but just for the sake of like choir. Fying a song Is or like yeah, I mean any artist or band or rapper accompanied by a choir like yeah. usually that sounds sick. usually a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a conversation with my brother Keeps about how most like, lives. all rap music with like <laughs> vocal samples in it is good, no matter what. It's Pretty much true. any beat, any song that has it's like a some cheat sort code. of vocal sample is amazing. It's a cheat code. It's an and honest. It, it could even code. be the most random point in that in, in that sample. Like, like, what's that joint with Kanye uh, and and Yeezy, uh, with Otis Redding? Oh, in the background. Um, he just it makes it easier. 
Like that's the most crazy. And they just loop. Yeah. Like sick. But that's the only. Those niggas in Paris, right? I'm just curious to hear if the shit slaps, you know, because it's like I, I personally, the last. However many Kanye albums, every time it comes out, I always think it slaps. I always love it. Like, every single album of the last, like, no. four albums. I've liked all of them. So I'm curious. What to was, like, the, oh, hold on. What was Kanye's, what was that album called? Where is it? Where are the albums? Yay. I, Yeezus was amazing. Yeezus was amazing. Yay was absolute body cheeks. You didn't like Yay? Not at all. Aw. Um, Kid See Ghost had, like, two. Oh, I love Kid See Ghost. Like two for me. The whole project is so crazy. Yeah, no, yay, yuck. <laughs> yay was a yuck for me. I'm sorry. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Oh yeah, he didn't name it that. Yeah, it's just on the shit. Jesus, I loved, and everybody hated. I fucking loved Jesus so much. I was like, this is the future. I love it more. <laughs> now. I love it more now than I did then. Like listening to it now, Ooh. it's, it's aged so. Well. Oh, yeah. black skinhead now. It's, it's also engineered so well. Like you play that on crazy speakers, Bro. and it's like, yo, this album's actually like immense. It's huge. Like it, it sounds huge. It's ominous, bro. It's it's yeah. No, that that production on that, and just seeing him perform it. Whew. Totally not the same. But I was listening to Dark Side of the Moon the other day, like mm. the remastered version of that. Oh it's yeah. Like, even in the seventies, like this, it'll these make guys, you tear up. Like, they, yeah, it's, it's very like heavy, thick, immense, huge album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that that album made me tear up the first time I heard it. First time I heard, it, I was like, "This is fucking beautiful." Like, who made this? Like, who's Pink Floyd? Who are these people? <laughs> um, yeah, no, Life of Pablo was asked to. Um, <laughs> Yo, crazy! I had downloaded Life of Pablo. Remember there was like a stream of it. Mm-hmm. You remember he had played it at Madison Square Garden through his laptop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. I, um, someone had ripped that audio. And yeah, so I, I remember. I, that. I had the audio on my phone, and I went to Cuba on a vacation with my friends. And in Cuba, this is before um, the embargo or whatever it's called had been lifted. Yeah. So they still didn't have internet. Mm. So I went to this resort in Cuba, and I had like the new Kanye. You're the on only my phone. person in the Bro, country. They have my phone plugged into the like the DJ booth and in Cuba at the resort because it's like I had all this new Kanye. They've been running like tracks from 2005 <laughs> for like 10 years, oh, shit. and like I like came from the future with this fucking phone that Holy plugged in and had all this shit. new Kanye that didn't even exist to them. So how were, did you have people like walk up to you trying to record it off of like the speaker like shit? No, up? I don't think people were that like I don't think they were like that aware of what was happening but it was crazy like i was watching people react to like hearing like panda for like literally the first like they'd never heard it they never heard anything like that i got calls in atlanta (laughs) i forgot about that fucking song i was listening to that the other day that's one song that doesn't come back in the club ever yeah it's true eh? and it's not even that old like shit's hard though it's hard that you know what song never comes on which was hard um oh my god og mako oh then you guessed it. Woo! <laughs> you was right. Bro, that video that in was, the elevator. That was Bro, so when that song came out, clubs were losing. The, that They'd play that song like seven times in a row. Mm-hmm. People the music would just, video? That was like amazing. them like jumping yeah. down the elevator and jumping through the hallway. Insane. And the guys in the like, hotel are trying to stop them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Insane. It was so simple, but that flow and that, that style, like it influenced that whole Korean-Japanese song. The yep. Ichima. Ichima, yeah. Ichima! Under the water squad? Yeah, that's the one. Sky, sky, sky. Um, Kanye West eats his airwax. I just want you guys to know that. Oh, 
Do you see the article on Rolling Stone today? That's like a whole ass like in depth like breakdown of this video. That basically that their consensus at the end is that he isn't eating zero wax. He's, is is he? He isn't. I think what he's doing is he's scratching his ear. And, and I think he took something out of his mouth. Know, I think sometimes, like, I have a beard, so sometimes I get, you know, like, I'll yeah. to, like, so I go, like, like, just pull it away, you know? Or ha- you ever do this with your thumb? You know, you grab your thumb, do a little quick nose rub, and then accidentally just wipe your lip right after, not realizing you actually might have put a booger on your lip. Maybe not. No. I'm the only one. Well, also, if you're Kanye... <laughs> Like, you got cameras on you. Like, you got 20,000 cameras are on you. Are you going like, to pick your knows? airwax like, are we eat it? doing it and not even know? You know what I mean? Like, mm. or wait, maybe he did that purposely because he's got so many eyes on him. He's like, let me do something to make people talk about something other than this. Ooh. I control the media cycle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Trump. Trump is, I'm sure Trump knows that, like, if he says a certain thing, that yep. it's, the next two days of media are like that. <laughs> yeah, like the, yesterday. Uh, I haven't seen many Category 5s. I mean, I've seen a, a handful of Category 4s. My nigga, what? Hey, listen, man. People, what are you talking about? What? I see people eat boogers. People do disgusting things. My strange addiction exists. So who knows? Maybe Kanye does like eating earwax. That'd be a sick episode of My Strange Addiction. Kanye? Kanye West. Addicted to earwax? I'm addicted to eating earwax. <laughs> that needs to be a skit. Like it rolls in right YouTube. after the dude that fucks his car. <laughs> That needs to be a skit on. Uh, I might make that an Instagram SNL. video. I might make that an Instagram video. SNL, man. Speaking of SNL, should we? Are we going? Are we going? Eddie. Eddie Murphy. Eddie. We told you guys. Uh, I believe it was last week that he's going to be hosting SNL. Uh, we also told you that he has a movie coming to America. Um, number two, which is coming out. Um, he also has another movie coming out called Dolomite that he's been working on. Um, both these movies have Wesley Snipes, which I found interesting. <laughs> um, he announced uh, that everybody is going to be coming back to Coming America too. Um, I watched a in-depth interview with him and Jerry Seinfeld um, by Netflix. Um, and it was about Jerry's comedians and cars getting coffee, which is, I, I fucking love that series. Such it's amazing. One. Um, and then one thing they talked about, I for, which I didn't even realize is that Jerry basically sunk crackle. Cause you remember how comedians and cars and, and cars getting coffee was on crackle. On crackle. First. And once he pulled out, once he pulled out, that, went that, oh. that whole service went belly up. Cause remember those niggas had commercials. Yeah, and it was like everybody hated it, but it's like it's it's Jerry. I gotta watch this shit, right? Um, so yeah, they're talking to them about that. And Jerry Seinfeld's favorite comedian. I want you guys to guess. I'll give you guys three guesses on who Jerry Seinfeld's favorite comedian is. Um, right now, just ever, all time. Um, huh. Who is? Can you give me uh, four four options? Considering we have this music. Ooh, is that what we're doing? Can you give me four options? The question is, for a million dollars. Okay. <laughs> Who is Jerry Seinfeld's favorite comedian? Is it A. Steve Harvey, hmm. B. Bernie Mac, hmm. C. D. L. Hughley. Hmm. 
D, George Carlin. Well, I know Steve Harvey's fashion choices don't align with... Would you like to call a friend? No, I mean, Deal Hewley... Would you like to ask the intern? Deal Hewley might... No, he's too dirty for Jerry. You could always use your lifeline. You could ask the intern. I think it would have to be George Carlin. George Carlin's your final answer. No, it's Deal Hewley. No, it's... Bernie Mac. No, it's George Carlin. It's George Carlin your final answer. It's my final answer. We're locking it in. <laughs> if I get Incorrect. this wrong, I, I knew I was going to get this wrong. Incorrect. I was waiting for the most yeah. obvious, you know. It, it was part- Steve Bernie Harvey. Mac. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is his favorite comedian. Really? Yeah, he thinks he's the best ever. <laughs> and Eddie Murphy's like, Bernie Mac? <laughs> He's like, Bernie Mac's a great comedian. I love Bernie Mac. but nobody, You're not going to tell anybody my favorite comedian is Bernie Mac, and they're not going to go, Bernie Mac? Like, <laughs> what? I'm sure Seinfeld's seen something that a lot of people haven't seen live. Nope. No, he's just not. Like, he hasn't he's, seen anything Eddie hasn't seen. But he, he's never been to a show that Bernie was killing that only Jer- Jerry got but to But that's see. just one show. I'm just one show just usually. One show. If you go, if you go through the like, because well, Jerry is a comedy fucking geek. He's the 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 Drew York of comedy. Okay, like straight geek. I don't think he is. <laughs> no, I don't think he is. What, what? He's not a geek. I don't think so. Jerry is a fucking. Chris Rock is more geek. of a geek. No, bro. Dave Chappelle's more of a Are geek. Are you kidding? This is the guy that's that that goes to fucking comedy clubs and sits with a coffee in the back and just listens to comedy. And he's the freak, he's the fucking god of comedy in New York. He can do whatever he wants. But this guy still, you know, attends comedy shows, watches people. There's a lot of people that do that. All right. That doesn't it, make him a god. What you, it's fucking Jerry Seinfeld. He's not a god to me. He's, he's god level. He's fucking god level. Okay, right? that's fine. But to but you. But just because you don't think doesn't mean like, just like you don't think Adam Sandler's. There's a reason no, why. No, but just like I don't think Bernie Mac's the best either. Like everybody has their taste. But that's, that's the what I'm point saying. I'm getting to is. Before you, you know, continue to cancel this idea of him possibly seeing something that nobody else saw, uh-huh. that's probably his reasoning. No, I, I I'm not yeah. disagreeing with his reasoning. I'm just disagreeing with Bernie Mac being the best comedian, in my opinion. That's all. Because again, I, it comes down to subjective. You know, he, I what, get the, that that's he, his that's his favorite comedian. That's fine. Like yeah. just like Eddie Murphy said, I get that that's your favorite comedian. I don't agree with him though. That's all. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see how Bernie Mac, to me personally, could be the best comedian he's seen if he's a student of comedy. Because I've watched a lot of Bernie Mac specials, and I, I don't know. A lot. I don't know a lot. I've watched them on YouTube. Like I watch everybody on YouTube. I watch all their specials. And Bernie Mac is great. He had a lot of things that I did not know that he could do. Like, Bernie Mac, when he first started out, his comedy shows would be, like, a mix of music and comedy. So, like, he'd have a live band on stage, and he'd be doing music. And Bernie Mac can sing his ass off. Something else people don't talk about. And he uses it in his shit. He actually does a joke similar to Norm's, but it's um, about church and how black people sing in church, and he does the, you know how Norm does his, his anthem joke? He does Ugh. the extra version, but it's of church people, of how black people are extra uh, compared to white churches, how they're not extra with the same song. And he goes in, like, that's my favorite Bernie joke. It's so good. You, you follow comedy? You, you into stand-up comedy? No, not as much as I think I feel like I should be. Like, I, I remember seeing Russell Peters on tour 
Like Where? I was young in Ottawa. I grew up in Ottawa. Oh yeah, um, six one three. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then I was mad. Like I'm mad young when I saw that. I remember even then though, remembering just like how I'm like the way people reacted to it. Like I remember like maybe not understanding all like the context of all the jokes, but just yeah. knowing how important that was in people's life. And I think that's even as like an outsider, it's still like that's like, still what sticks me about comedy is that like how important it is to some people. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, just hearing somebody say, "Oh." This accent from the Philippines or from Trinidad or like you sh- I'm sure people are like yes now people know yeah. people will know about yeah, us yeah 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 like finally someone's sp- speaking on us representation in the same yeah. s- in the same vein as like Dave talk about transgender folk like yeah the normalization you know? yeah Daphne's like oh my god you're finally talking about me and I'm 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 relevant enough for you to make fun of sick we're included in the jokes now and the thing you know is I, mean? I don't feel like people take in Dave's uh, transgender jokes as also containing a lot of information. Yeah. He doesn't just say a joke. He talks about how he empathizes with their struggle and it goes in depth of what their struggle is. And he's like, you don't understand what these people are going through. They have to do this and they go through this. And I had no idea. And then he'll be like, but I miss Bruce. <laughs> and it's like, he switches it, right? But like, he still gives a lot of information. He's not speaking for like a person. I would understand if people were mad at him if he was an uninformed mm. asshole. You get what I'm saying? Russell Peters, we can tell, is not uninformed. He's someone that is a man of culture, of many cultures. He is hung around a lot of people of different cultures. He's adapted their lifestyle. He has learned what makes them tick, what doesn't. What is their similarities between all these different cultures? And he's able to bring it all at one time, like, and give you information. Like, I never put two and two together in my head that Indian people weren't the most athletic Mm. until that special on YouTube that leaked way back in the day when he said, I don't know if you've noticed, you haven't seen a lot of Indian athletes running around. Like, I hurt my back and that doing that whole thing, right? Up until that moment, I was like, wait, there aren't a lot of Indian like athletes anywhere. Like they just play cricket for the most part. <laughs> There's not like not in professional sports. I only know one Indian guy who was actually from Toronto, Sim Bular, who's like gone professional or done something like really athletic. Like you know what I mean? So I don't little know, man. things like that. I don't know if you <laughs> have you seen Indian pole gymnastics. <laughs> That's probably lit. Yo, think of it's a flagpole. Okay, just a straight flagpole, and these guys run at it full speed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do a somersault flip and just grab onto the pole with their legs. What culture and is the... Bro, um, it's fucking sick. Yo, what culture <laughs> is... They have no dick. I swear, the, like, they uh, have no bonus. Fucking the pyramid. What culture is the pyramid where the little kid is, like, the last one to go on top, and, like, they make, like, a, a giant tower of people. You know what I mean? And they're all wearing the same color T-shirts. Fucking is that Indian? Canada? I feel like America, it's Indian. North America? I feel like it might be in it. I'm not too sure. I can't. I don't even remember what it's called. But that shit looks crazy. Oh, Hold on, oh yo, I see this. <laughs> yo, you're fucked for finding this. What did you type in? Indian pole gymnastics. Boom. Bam, Dog, bam, this guy's incredible. Crack, crack. Women, you think you you the nicest on a pole? Nah, man, you haven't seen an Indian man. <laughs> yo, this <laughs> guy is they incredible. Got it. Nah, Look at this shit. They're saying Malakam is they're calling it. Mal- the top most Malakam players. Boom. Look at that. 
Boom. Oh, Ooh. shit. He's got to doing B-boy moves on a freaking pole. This nigga break dancing and crumping uh, on uh, the pole. Like hi, he's about to hi, do a flare. hi, 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 Yo, nah, 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 nah. We got to boost this. This is sick. Yo. The react. I want to get the reaction shots of both of you guys. You guys are like, what the fuck? Yo, post that Damn. on the on the Twitter right now. Indian pole gymnastics. <laughs> Yo, this shit crazy. No, but son. hold on. I want to show you the dismount. Okay, the no. dismount. The dismount is next level. <laughs> hold on. I want to show you the dismount. Watch the dismount. You guys. Oh aren't ready for my this. god! One leg at the top. You guys aren't ready for the dissy. <laughs> <laughs> After doing all that, that's when he stumbles. I'm pissed. I thought it was gonna be no, a perfect I, honestly, dismount. There was, I swear it was a different dismount. Oh man. Oh, but anyways, yeah, it was a different dude. Oh here. Um, Eddie Murphy is also gonna be doing a comedy tour. Oh boy. 2020. It's announced. He's doing it. He announced it on a podcast actually, which I was kind of confused because. <laughs> wasn't our podcast. It was kind of weird. Um, but uh, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Um, well, but yeah, no. A new Eddie Murphy special. Now. I'm Those nervous. tickets will be expensive. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. Those specials are going to be, yeah. But they, we're finally going to get the, the answer to the age-old question, man. How would Eddie fare in today's society? Raw and delirious, if you've seen them, edgy shit. Edgy shit. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, and oh. by what I've seen um, of him on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee uh, in the interview with him, Netflix, and, and Jerry, uh, I'm kind of worried that he's too worried. Because uh, he's not only worried about how people are going to receive and perceive things, but he's also... Stated that he's he's got a lot to live up to. Obviously, he dropped two specials, and they're both instant classics. Both put him in goat talks. Like that doesn't happen with anyone else. As long as he doesn't pull a Lauren Hill, you know what I mean, and like, like show up late, like or not come show back up. and just be entitled and be like, ah, I'm, you know, just be a piece of shit about her, his greatness. Well, the thing is, he already said he's got to do small rooms first. Oh, every comedian has to do small rooms. You can't. That's one of the few art forms where you have to reset every time you do a new project, like a real reset where, like, you got to go back to the bottom where everybody else is. Name one rapper that goes back to open mic fucking wow. rap battles. That's a fact. To fucking practice their craft. And That's a for fact. their next freak, like who does that? What basketball player goes? Well, some basketball players will go to the streets to play street ball, but like, but it's still even not those the street same. Ballers are like at a level, right? Yeah. So like, who goes back to zero, like to scratch? No other. I'm trying to think of what is a solo. Really does that? What is a solo profession that requires that man. requires a reset? None other than like because it's one of the few painters, I guess. If you're doing original works. Yeah. And you don't ever uh do uh like uh say you don't you don't ever make paintings or things that are like someone sitting there and you're painting them. You know what I mean? It's always something off the top of your head. I guess every maybe, piece I guess that, maybe that I can writers, imagine that. Writers have to like yeah. go back. Does Kevin Hart do that? Like I'm not I'm not like I don't follow somebody like him close yeah, no, enough, yeah, but does he, does. he do that? Does yeah. he go back to like comedy store and stuff? Because yeah. like he's doing like some of the biggest rooms at anybody. So I no, wonder he if does he's like, the one he does about a hundred nights uh like small rooms 
for the year, and then he'll do the special the next year. Dude, I saw I saw Aziz and Sari do a good portion of like the set he does that he did on his latest Netflix joint, and the guy did like I did only got to watch two hours of this four hour set. It was stupid. I was falling asleep, but there was fifteen people in the room. Yeah, same same thing with uh, Dave. Was, Dave's uh, so four smart. hour set, uh, small club in two thousand nine. Um, I recognized some of the jokes in his first Netflix special back in 2017. He's just, he's still doing the same material, but it's just refined. It's like reshaped. It's it's molded to like perfection. Basically, okay, I'm doing so. I'm letting it be known here. November, I'm doing my comedy taping. It's actually very exclusive. <laughs> That's crazy. And I have material from. 2014, 2013, like, that I'm finally going to dump. That's, That's the thing, it. man. Ah, and then once I put it out the there, it's like, it, I ain't touching it. it again. I'm dumping. See, and that's what's the Seven that's what the part dumps. that's going to, uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to uh, dance around that because I want to put out a comedy album my next year, but that would mean I'd have to get rid of everything in just a year. <laughs> like, everything that I've, and I've never, I think I've done the same set maybe only twice. Twice, so like almost every time I've done stand up, it's been a new joke. Mm-hmm. So man, but just know this, man. If I do f- like forty minutes and I do a comedy album and I gotta dump all that, I gotta start from the fucking bottom. What's crazy dog. is if let's say you do this in a year, well, just well, let me bring this into perspective. Eddie was twenty one, right? When he dropped his first fucking shit, yeah, twenty one years old, and this guy when he dropped Delirious. Insane, man. Okay. Insane. So I don't think we're ever gonna see anything. And like then that he again. did another one. He did Raw, and it's just like, while all being on SNL and doing movies, Trading so, Places, Beverly Hills Cop. But then you, there's other classics. <laughs> see, the, the, he couldn't. I guess people are saying he couldn't follow his two two specials. There's other comedians where like you look at their specials now and they're like, oh my god, this was so much better than the first. Like you could see. Them getting better, yeah. But then, for the most part, I I find just like Anas, most of the comedians that come out with their first project can never beat their first project, or that like it's cool. never Give as me some good. Examples. Um, perfect example would be, uh, fuck, why did I just go blank? Like Gabriel, like like Russell, okay, Godfrey. Like, God, the guys that like all their first shit bangs and everything yeah. that follows up is like, oh, well, we expected that now. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's re- like, once again, the element of surprise is so important. So like people can't expect shit. Whereas I think fine with Russell Peters, the people that love him kind of like don't fully, aren't fully hip to like the rules of comedy. So they're just like, whatever, we want to hear the greatest hits. Like do the old joke. We want to hear that. Yeah. And that's kind of like. That's why Jerry doesn't throw out his pop. set in 10 years. You know what I mean? Jerry hasn't thrown out his set in 10 years. He still does the same stuff. I mean, what Because people want to come see the greatest the hits. Deal. Yeah. Why do they call them buildings when they're already built? Um, came across this flyer on Instagram. Um, think about hollering at Shorty. Who? You know what I'm saying? Um, everything seems fucking copacetic. Seems reasonable. You feel me? Uh, all meets with th- this young lady requires $45 deposit. That's off rip. Oh, you're I mean, talking about the shorty that had the, the fucking marijuana pricing list for her, to a boss. for her 
Listen, just head. Loot You just want head? It literally says just head. $20, my dog. 20 bucks for 20 head? 20 ducats, my duke. Whoa. Is that on top of the $45 deposit? Um. Yeah. Well, the deposit, I'm pretty sure you get back. Oh, it's a refundable deposit. Well, if you don't come, I'm not. You're not keeping my 45. I'm sorry. If I if I didn't nut, I'm sorry. I get my 45 back. Right? You only get 45. Like they only get to keep the money if you make a mess. Yo, Isn't take, that true? Take this into perspective, all right? Isn't that the rules? To get your nails done or a pedicure or a manicure is 30 bucks. I don't know how much of that's going to the place that your that person's doing it within. Maybe like they get 10 dollars, you keep 20. But wait, there's more. One hour of head, $30. Oh, my God. Oh, you want two hours? $40. Oh, you want three hours of head? not real. She did not. No, $50. Some, she didn't release this. Somebody made a meme of her. Three hours of head. $50. Overnight stay requires an $85 deposit from 12 to 8. She fucking up the status quo, man. I mean, I'm pissed I got to leave at 8, but shit. You just got three hours. I mean, of head. I'm probably drained. If you know what I mean. Um, Marlon doesn't come from head, so that's the issue. Why? Why you gotta tell everybody? Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. You tell, T- told everybody. I think, I didn't a, tell I think shit. that's a common thing. The last three times you told the person, <laughs> I didn't say shit. No, no, Marlon doesn't come from head, so Mister Big Man over here. Bro, I think that's a common. <laughs> I think that's a common thing, though. Hey, we got another one on the bandwagon. No come, Drew? Just saying, it's a conversation. Drew, no come? No. (laughs) I mean, but (laughs) never. No, because this is what I'm saying. I will never say never. This guy could be fucking ready on the verge of coming. He'll pull out, and if a girl starts sucking his dick, it'll go back down, he said. So that's where I was like, you still never came off a buddy suck. I have come off a buddy suck, though. I never said I'd never have. I said I I don't usually. You don't. Oh, see, I thought I, said, it was I don't like normally like other guys. Like how some guys would be like, "Yo, I just want some head from Shorty." Like, what? That's our big rapper thing nowadays. Yeah, like, just getting like, some brains, getting like, some brains, and then pass it to my man's. Nah, I can't do it's that. Like, what kind of room are you in right now? Why am I? First of all, just getting brains. Second of all, why is why is my nigga here for the dime? Like, why am I just like ah? Take that. Hold up. Why isn't that a category in porn? Like, homie, homie sucks. It's called like, gangbang. Is that gangbang? No, yeah. but like, I homie guess, I sucks. Guess. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> homie sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, ooh, Sounds like an I amateur channel. My, I just want to see my friend get sucked off. <laughs> guess, you know? That's a fetish scene. Your man's get sucked off. <laughs> hey, I, it's the Yo, come up, son. Make, get, get my man right. <laughs> No, but I just found out that there's there's Asian and then there's Japanese. Like Japanese got their own category outside of Asian. Fuck that yeah. shit elite. It's like okay. that must be elite or just so fucking so raunchy. They're like, yo, we want nothing to do with. Imagine you. they had <laughs> ebony and then Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, they should to be honest, because <laughs> I need warnings. Like, I need a warning if I p- click an amateur video of me here. Oh, my blood clot. Oh, Lord God, Jesus. And that'll throw my whole jerk off because you're not, you're not ready for that. Let him you're mercy. Not, <laughs> you're not mentally prepared for <laughs> Too dangerous. <laughs> not the ooh-oh. <laughs> ooh yeah. 
Because you're living too dangerous. That's just jerking his So funny. Oh man. Oh, and I I'm came sweating. inside of her. <laughs> <laughs> I have a penis for your vagina hole. Oh, yeah. oh man. Good times, that was great. Good, Good times. Gay times. Um Joker, new movie. Ooh. Received an eight-minute standing ovation. Joaquin. At Venice Film Festival. So they're saying he he's did better than um, what's his name? I mean, they're either saying that or that they're so happy it was done. <laughs> they clapped for eight minutes, like, yeah, it almost holy like shit. shit! It almost sounds like one of those things you hear about a movie that's Folklore. coming out soon, where it's like, oh, it, uh, the entire theater was so scared that they ran out Bro. screaming and yeah, puking. Yeah, yeah. Haven't we heard some ovation story about like about a movie before in Cannes or something like that? And then it came. I out just feel like, and then only- it came out and it was just like. Why are men standing and clapping? Like Venice is the only type of place where like people are gonna stand for eight minutes to clap about a movie, bro. Yo, like, dead ass. If this, movie, really if this movie's trash, we're canceling Venice. Time to be clapping. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's if this movie's trash, we're canceling Venice. I'm just trying to see if we. Okay, like, I'm gonna see, let's, I'm gonna clap for bro, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Like, sorry, we're we're here. We're just people. I'm trying to think of something else that's like eight minutes. I mean. Bro. Hearing the sounds of clapping ass for eight minutes. You know, like consistent ass clapping. How many are we at? One minute right now? Something like that. Not even close. Not even a minute yet. Not even close. Okay, maybe let's slow it down. <laughs> slow clap. Yo, eight minutes, bro. How gradual was that slow clap? <laughs> <laughs> First clap went, waited the second minute. <laughs> right? <laughs> How too slow? <laughs> like, when so, is it too slow for a slow clap? <laughs> oh my god! Every chair's got like fifty bucks dropped underneath, and it's just like clap until we sell you to stop. Yeah, right. And it's got a big sign at, in front of yeah. the movie. It ends, and it's just a big sign. It's like start clapping. Yeah, See, they, right. They had live studio With a big, audience. Like, eight minute countdown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna set the record here, folks. Right, everybody, we're, we're aiming for eight minutes. <laughs> oh my god. That is too fucking funny. Bro. It just sounds cop like eight minutes. Eight of minutes clapping. of fucking clapping and bro. screaming and Woo! without getting arthritis. Like what? You people and are wait, better and, than and me. And this is Cannes. This is a French it's film Venice, right? You're Venice? Venice. Yeah. What kind of bougie? Well, ass Venice film? is not Cannes. Cannes is France. So this is a Venice. Venice film. film bro, there's no bougie ass film people going down to Cannes and clapping their hands together for eight minutes. These rich people standing for eight minutes. Clapping. After sitting down for two hours, three hours. Hey, Italians communicate with the hands. I don't fucking believe so in my knows, duke. Man. I don't believe in my duke. Um, big, big, big extra gravy shout out to Alex Trebek. Reportedly done with chemo and plans of returning to Jeopardy. Jeez. That's my fucking guy. People underrate Jeopardy a lot, bro. I'd be on there 
fucking guessing answers and getting them right. And I'm like, yo, this is great for my confidence. <laughs> um, Apple has issued an apology for listening to Siri recordings and private conversations. See, these companies just apologize after doing some fucking crazy shit. Oh, you guys just got Where's hacked by... Uh, Where's we, the money? 50,000 credit cards were just hacked on your PSN. We're so sorry. We're working on fixing the bug now. What about my money, though? You see <laughs> like, that shit with StockX? You guys no. talk about that on here? No. StockX Stock had a huge breach of security. So they, like... Um, and it's not like you have a lot of information stored on StockX. Like, you have, like, your shoe size your address maybe, and yeah. then maybe a credit card. But they had issued out this notice to all the accounts affected saying, um, hey, you should change your password. We've had, some, we've had some updates in the system. You should probably change your password. Not telling people that their shit has been exposed. Not wow. telling that they've been like hacked. And so a couple of days later, it comes out publicly that StockX had had this huge security breach and that they told other people to just change, change your password, password without telling them they'd been hacked. Jesus fucking Christ. And wow. at the end, they're just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> my bad. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Big corporations using my bad like it's nothing. Right? And people just taking it. This too, we got too much shit to do. That's the problem. We got too much shit to do. Is that, if, remember when there wasn't shit to do so you could focus on problems, get them dealt with, and then move on? Too much shit to do now. We're so distracted. Um, did you guys watch the Travis Scott documentary on I Netflix? I watched it three times. Yeah. Three times. Yeah, that shit fucking gets me at. It was definitely more like a tour movie than a doc. Like, I wish there was more documentary elements about it. Like, I, doubt- I wish they had more interviews with other people, like, talking about him. Like, I wish there was more. I doubt Travis would be into that. He doesn't seem the type to, to even in that documentary, how many times did he even talk to the camera? Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I, it was cool like, getting, like, that, like, fly-on-the-wall type, yeah. like, view of what his life is like but yeah i think definitely the really inspiring part is like just watching the difference in time like you know it was only three four years this guy was going from a crowd of like 50, 50 people 15, two of them maybe, friends yeah, <laughs> to like fifty thousand. fucking insane and just the shots like the cinematography the way they shoot him on stage he just looks like a, a fucking animal man shout and i love um, his live performances shout out to white trash tyler he's the videographer oh, that yeah, does yeah. a lot of the shit for travis and he's from Halifax. He's Canadian. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to White Trash Tyler. Shout out to White Trash Tyler. White Trash T. There's White another trash guy, too. Ty-Ty. I think his name is Dylan. I think he's from here. He also works. He, like, works with um, the XO team. He worked on that, too. Shout out to fucking Dylan and Ty Ty. It reminds me of, um, do you guys see Drake's last tour? Like, when he had, like, the big open stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that, like... Um, interlude part where there's like all this archival footage mm-hmm. of like his whole career from like yeah, the beginning yeah, yeah, up yeah, until yeah. now. This Travis Scott documentary reminds me of that a bit because like I think you have to like put value into what you're doing enough to want to document it. Yeah. You know? So it's like you're like knowing that like even back in 2015 or 2014, like they knew this guy was going to be a star. They mm-hmm. knew like so like. Maybe they didn't even know, but they, they knew enough that they wanted to put the camera on it and document it. Well, I think it's even more so, um, more a testament to the times that we're in. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, man, 
These kids are so fucking lucky. If my mom had a phone camera when I was oh, a kid, yeah. I would yeah. love to see me as a kid just being a fucking kid. Because I can't, you can't remember every time and every moment you're a kid. You remember the highlights, the, the sickest days of being a kid, right? Okay, you know when you. But what about all those days in between that some dope shit happened you completely forgot about, or you yeah. did something cool, or like you know what I mean, like the TBT I, photos that kids have oh, from now. From now, like, gonna be oh, clear. Yo, all the shots of my nephew, like me dressing him up. I'm like, yo, you're gonna thank me later. Trust me. TBTF, your flashback. When you're I've always your, been uh, fly. When Those you want to make your album cover later, you're gonna thank Uncle Norm. You Trust me. Saying, right. <laughs> you know when you grow yeah. when those people post their TBTs and they were fly when they're like five, and you know them for style now. It's like, yo, I wish, like. There are moments where, like, I remember entertaining my family, like, being, like, five, six years old. And, like, you know, your parents just put you in the middle, like, do something. And, like, D- why couldn't you just capture those moments, like, somewhere? So, like, but there's no Instagram, no Twitter, none of that shit. So, it's, like, these kids, like, I think even the Travis thing, like, I, we underestimate his age. <laughs> He's in a time when there was a phone on a, a camera on a phone. And that could have easily just been his friend. And he'd been, like, yo, just... Tape me, and now you get to see those moments. So, like, biographies are gonna be way doper. Like Kendrick's biographies oh, gonna be sick in the future. J. Cole's. Imagine all the stuff that these guys document, and that's the other thing too. You have artists like Tupac, artists like Wu Tang, um, showing you never before seen footage and um, music that comes, posthumous music that comes out long after their death. You think these artists right now aren't doing the same thing? They're smarter than all those artists back in the day. I know J. Cole got about eight albums waiting for when he's dead. On some, like, it's too... He's probably saying the year and day. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's, but it's, like, it's more so probably to ensure the... the um, there's wealth and security for the family when they're, they're go- long gone. Um, I think it's a, it would be a smart thing to do. And I think the fans are going to appreciate it, like, 20, 30 years down the road when, like, fucking J. Cole or Kendrick or one of them, God forbid, are gone, and we get all this shit that we wouldn't have been able to get if these guys existed in the 80s or 70s. It's funny. I was watching an interview with DJ Vlad, and oh, he, he wow. was talking about... Um, was it on YouTube? Yeah. Damn, you gave him money. Yeah, fact. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about... Um, making like the way uh, nipsey's death's influence on him he was talking about how now when he's making videos doing interviews and like the people always give him like hell because it's like it looks like they're talking the feds like when they're talking to dj vlad he's like talking about specifics what about uh when you started drugs when when did you start selling drugs when were you in the streets yeah i I, like as as like cap as that looks i think He's the, his explanation for it was like I'm never gonna sort of implicate people in things that they've already haven't sort of implicate themselves. Like, yeah. I'm never gonna act about open cases, but like he's like, the reason I'm so like specific about these things is because I realize that people are gonna watch my interviews with people 50 years from now. Mm-hmm. He's like I want to be that person who documented things properly, and I have like the real information. He's like you yeah. know when you go to like that Wu Tang documentary, it has all this like unearthed stuff. It's like I want to be the reference point for that. I want to be the one to do the real interviews, the real information. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes. It's unfortunate. This is sound weird. It's unfortunate that some people are white, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people who are genuinely for the culture. I'm not saying Vlad's one of those people, but 
<clears throat> there are people who genuinely love the culture, want what's best for it, are respectful of the culture, and don't get um, an opportunity or at least not the respect. I think the opportunity is always there, but the respect level is not necessarily there because of the fact that they're white. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've ever experienced that where, like, especially because you're so entrenched in the hip-hop world. Um, it might be different because you're from Toronto and, like, we're just... I don't feel like people on a major scale here are like that, where it's like, oh, you're white, you can't do hip-hop. You know what I mean? So it's like, have you faced any pushback from any of that kind of stuff? Because I don't feel like you disrespect the culture at all either. So it's like, I find it hard. It would be weird if someone were to bring that up to you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely haven't done anything like that would warrant Not that kind close. of reputation, yeah. you know? But I do remember, like, whenever I was first trying to, like, because I started in photography, that was my my way my way in. It's like, how can I get as close to this music and as close to these artists as possible without mm-hmm. sort of, like, being a rapper? Yeah. And I, I, I did try that, but that was, like... <laughs> I, I remember that was... Like, what was the rap name? Lil Drew? No, it was... Uh, <laughs> Lil Yorkie? <laughs> D.Y. Slades D.Y. Slades Slade. Did you say D.U.I. Slades? D.U.I. How many Slades. tracks? How many tracks can we unearth? Uh, I think <laughs> two Probably two maximum Is the SoundCloud still up? Oh no, oh. no None of that stuff's up anymore <laughs> Got lawyered Cease and desist <laughs> I remember even doing like Yeah, even doing photography And I'd I was at a, when I was first getting into photography. I was at a point where I was like, I'd shoot anything, like any artist, any show, and like you know the shows I'm about to talk about is like you walk in, and it's like one dude, and then his five friends, yep, and then there's like another dude, and then his <laughs> five friends, and then that's like the whole audience, yeah, too. yeah, and definitely those type of rooms when I was first trying to get into like you know meeting people, trying to make connections is like I'd be the only white person in the whole room, yeah. And I, I never really was able to figure out if that was helping me or was hurting. Mm. I know this conversation, though, I, I've had with other people recently. And I, the thing that helped me the most was definitely just being a guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, navigating hip-hop, especially in Toronto. Like, I realize that now, working with, like, trying to have, like, I have, like, new women on my podcast. Or I, like, have, like, any, honestly, anything dealing with any women in hip-hop is, like, hearing their experience of, like. It's fucked. Like things that walking into rooms like and not being introduced to or like yep. being in a studio and like having the rapper go around and introduce to myself with every single person. Imagine having you. to dress a certain way because you want them you want them to realize that this is just business. Like I've heard women say that they ha- they go on meetings and they're not sure if it's a meeting or a date. That's fucked. That is fucked. Like you are trying to do your job and you don't even know if this person is just trying to fuck. Like that's that's crazy, especially if you're attractive. Like I've uh, trust me, I've heard too many different uh, stories. Even in just like the corporate world, I remember there was a sports agent who talked about the way that she has to dress and act around different types of people that are in contact with her client, um, who's an athlete. So like the way she dresses around the wife will be different from the way she dresses around the coach and different way the way she dresses around the press. And, like, it, 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 to have to navigate all of that on top of doing your job, mm. fucking bullshit. And, oh, like, s- that must be so annoying. Like, for men, we just show up. Niggas just like, all right, yo, what's the function? Where it at? Boom, I'm there. Bo- we don't worry about what we got to wear. 
<laughs> we don't worry about how we're like. Uh, is he coming on to me? Like any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like my, my homegirl today hit me up. I was like, for some reason, I hit her up. I was like, yo, can you cheer me up? I don't know. I've, I'm feeling down and shit. It's because your and nephew. It, yeah, it was my nephew. I was like, yo, can you cheer me? And she's like, uh, before before I could even really get into it, she's like, oh my God, I was just harassed on five different occasions today. And I'm like, I'm having a meltdown. Can you smoke me a blunt? And I was like, okay, I ain't got shit to worry about. I'm not a woman. Yo, like, and, and I, I don't mean to say, sound insensitive about that, but like, really and truly, the 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 shit that women go through on a daily basis, like, the men are trash. The men, men are trash. trash. <laughs> Perfect segue into <laughs> to what one of the greatest Jamaicans in the world that you're telling me about, Mr. Sean Paul. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Um, on top of the. Travis Scott documentary. I watched the Sean Paul documentary on BBC One on YouTube uh, this week. And, man, like, I knew, like, I fuck with Sean Paul heavily, obviously. But just the level of icon he is didn't sink in with me until I watched that documentary. And, like, they're just talking about um, how some of the tracks came to be, um, what they did for him, and, you know, what the process was and all that stuff. And, Man, what a catalog. And to think he's been doing this since 1997. Damn. It has been 22 years that Sean Paul has stayed relevant and been Jamaican. <laughs> like, so you can't name another person 22 years global Jamaican. You can't name it. It's never happened. He's like Buster Rhymes or Snoop Dogg. For Jamaica, like it's it's nuts. Can I bring up something though that might irk some? Try, try to touch a button. Do you think his racial ambiguity no had something to do with it? I, I saw don't. this conversation on Twitter today. People mm. having this conversation, like if he was a darker skinned dude, do you think he would have the same yes. appeal? Yes, I do. I think because it's it's not him. It's not the image. I never see hair girls say, "Yo, I want to fuck Sean Paul," or none of that. You not never once. hear that, not no. once. but you but hear. You never hear that about Beanie Man or like maybe Bob Marley's the one dude that. Well, they're not as like, big as him. Beanie Man guess, is not guess, as big as Sean so, Paul, yeah. so he, is, he has commercial appeal because okay, you have to put it in perspective. First, um, one of the first big artists to to bust worldwide from Jamaica Shubber is Hanks. is one of his icons and his mentor basically not his mentor but one of his icons people he looked up to one of the person he listens to music all the time Who? Supercat Supercat okay and yes, if you sure. listen to Supercat music and, Supercat and you listen so to Sean similar, Paul yeah. it's almost the same voice and that voice is so like identifiable I can't explain it did you remember when we brought up that Jake Gyllenhaal interview where Jake Gyllenhaal is talking about Sean Paul being the best artist ever <laughs> and he's like, yo, and he put it in a way that I never really thought of. He's like, yo, there's never a time you hear Sean Paul and you're not in a good mood. He's like, you could be in traffic and Sean Paul comes on and you feel way better. And another thing that I never thought about as well, Sean Paul has the uncanny ability. And it's, this is another reason why he's huge that Jamaicans don't talk about and I don't know if it's, he has it's the, probably why they don't respect him as much. Is his ability he, to have braids and be bald simultaneously? Uh, no. Uh, he waters down the patois so that it's very mm. understandable for all people to, to listen to. Also, 
when you hear Sean Paul on a track, it doesn't matter if it's a pop song, Spanish tune, trap song, hip-hop song. It doesn't matter what it is. For Sean Paul's part, it sounds like it was a dancehall song. It sounds like it's a reggae song. I've heard that Sia song, and when Sia's on, it's pop as fuck to me. Then when he comes on, all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, dog, like, yo, there's a thing right now. You know what I mean? Like, he changes the tone of a track, and it's, I don't know. I, I've, I haven't seen anybody change a tone like uh, of a track like that and make it their own and, like, not overbear the track. Like, Yo, you, remember when you hear the no, song we just talked about, make it clap. Uh, make it clap, yeah. Once he comes, yeah, yeah. Buster rhymes, flipping <laughs> with the rhyme, remix time, I'm not here. Yo, and that's it. And Buster Rhymes comes in and does his part, and you're not like, you're not like, yo, he took over the song. But he did his thing for his part, and he's on there with legends. Like, he's arguably on songs. He does features with people who are arguably always more popular than him. What's your favorite Sean Paul joint? <laughs> oh, what's that song? Um, temperature? Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably it has to be temperature. <laughs> I saw him perform recently, Dog. actually oh. in Montreal. You know like, what people don't ago. take in? How how was it? Is he the performance is kind of mid? Yeah, yeah. But like everybody's excited. Like everybody knew every word, and everybody was stoked to see him. But I'd say he as a performer was a kind of. Like, but yeah, he he's not like he's not the guy that does the dancing. He doesn't do anything. He's crazy. old. Yo, he had like old. a whole crew of dancers with him. I'll tell yeah. you what, though. He's also he's the only Jamaican that does a song with Beyonce. Like Ooh. a single. Not just a song. Not a sample. A single with Beyonce. That's very true. Like, who can, what other Jamaican artist can say that? Rihanna's done songs with Sizzla nobody, and Vibes. Nobody ever asks Shaggy to jump on a, on a remix. And Shaggy bust before Sean Paul. Yeah. But then Shaggy's one of those guys where his voice will take over everything. See, and that's the problem. Voice, it'll overcome. It'll overpower everything. That's else. the problem. Sean Paul knows how to compliment a song so nicely. I'll give you and that. And he's I'll on features that. with people who are almost always bigger than him, and yet he holds his own. Bosi, that's one of the biggest tracks of the summer. Bosi, when that comes on in a party, it's a rap. And Sean Paul's part is the part that plays. Not Idris, <laughs> not Steph, not even Wiley, and it's his song. It's Sean Paul's song that plays, and then they cut off the music. Do you remember that Idris Elba uh, remix of Shutdown yes, with Skepta? Yes. Do you remember yeah. that? That's why Wiley asked him to do this one. He used that, he used that against him. He's like, oh, so you're going to do that for Skepta, but not come on for me. Because Idris was going to do, uh, he asked to do the remix for Bosi, but he was going to do a mix. He was going to throw some songs in there, do his DJ thing. Yeah. He said he's dropping an album on, on Hot Ones. So. I, don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah. That guy does whatever he wants. He he stopped doing movies and became a boxer for like a year. And actually won. Didn't he knock the guy out or something like that? He did. His he only did. fight. He was saying on Hot Ones, he was like a musician before he was an actor, I think. Yeah, yeah. he was a rapper. He used to do DJ. his music thing, DJ thing. Yo, real quick before I move on from Sean Paul. I got a chance to cook for Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now, here's the most beautiful thing about Sean Paul. Because I had a chance to cook for Sean Paul and Shaggy. At the same time. Holy shit. And Shaggy was like, Chinaman, just cook me something. I was like, all right. You're he lucky. said that? Pretty much. Just cook me out some Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mr. Chin, cook up something, no? Pretty much. Like, he wasn't in, oh, in yeah, Shaggy's Shaggy voice. Oh, yeah, saying the Shaggy voice. Mr. <laughs> I don't even know how to do Shaggy's voice. But it's crazy, because he, he was drunk as fuck. Mm. And 
like real reggae shaggy was like yeah, i'm trying to man cook me something blah 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 whatever and then sean paul was just the most polite human being and just really really humble he was holding on to his wife the whole time like there's mad girl like oh sean paul but he was just holding hands with his wife and being real wholesome and i'm like man Seeing the two fucking top of top fucking reggae artists in the world and seeing how both of them won, like you, you know, can see why one has. I could see why Sean Paul got a long way. And going back to like him being subtly great on other people's tracks without overpowering them, like that goes back to his just his persona and just how he is in person. He's just he wasn't there to outshine you or nothing. He was very like just in the cut, and that's what made me. Respect him more than I respected Shaggy. The fact that he was just chilling, just chilling, and I guess that it, that comes out in his music. He's just very like, "Hey, I'm here. Let's make some music, and I'm out. Let's collaborate. Let's do this, and then yeah, I'm off this." Um, so Cardi B faced some backlash over what? <laughs> uh, after Travis's documentary came out, people people started up to talk like, "Yo." How did Cardi win that Grammy over him? Because <laughs> I remember seeing that moment and actually feeling bad for Travis and be like, yo, he should have won. And then I was like, wait, Cardi won? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Cardi had a crazy. <laughs> I was like, Cardi had a crazy year. Cardi had a crazy year. That album was crazy. It's like, it was going to be hard to beat. And I think he kind of knew that because he was kind of like down after the first two awards didn't go his way. And everyone's still trying to keep him in high spirits during the documentary, but I think he kind of knew it was like, "Look at Cardi in his last, <laughs> in his last category, man." I didn't know we were beaten. It's funny people's reactions to the Grammys and the Oscars and et cetera. Like always, if, if, funny. It, if it goes your way, it's then a perfect. You're like, then you're like, finally, they see that Travis Scott is the most, yeah. whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then it doesn't go your way, and then you're like, fuck see, award shows, they're fucking idiots, man. Why they do don't we even, even validate award shows? Why do we even give it our our attention? Yeah. I, I tweeted it two weeks ago. I'm like, we don't like award shows. We like watching it together as a family, busting our jokes, and leaving. Like, that's all it is. Like, it's just a big... Speaking of which, um, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. Man, they're looking real desperate out here, B. Looking real desperate. Wow. They have announced that um, multiple Netflix series will now drop episodes weekly instead of all at once. Where have we heard that before? Oh, yeah, last week, Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus already coming out here changing the game. And I like it. Wasn't Netflix already doing that, though, with certain shows? Certain shows, like but they Riverdale never highlighted it. Like they never highlighted it, though. They never made it a thing where, like, we're going to announce this as a, this is what we do now. Disney announced it off rip. <laughs> like, mm. y'all ain't getting all this shit at once. We're going to give it to you one week at a time. Because that's, they've, I compare it to when uh, uh, streaming services finally caught up. With like Napster and shit, this, I'm feeling that that's what hap- that's what's happening with um, these networks. They're all with, catching up. To they're all catching Netflix. up to the internet and Netflix, and they're still gonna find a way if they're smart, which is the weekly episodes to create longevity and keep it almost in a s- similar TV format. But now it's all in one place, and you gotta pay for that specific thing or whatever. Because realistically, if you think about all the TV packages, when you buy cable, right, you get how many? 30 channels for the first basic or whatever. Then you get another 20 channels. Then you could 
pick and choose. Like, if you're a Turkish, you can choose a couple of Turkish channels that you want to throw in there or whatever for they do that a with small price. With certain websites and the shit? Crave is like that. Now, Crave, if you, you can purchase Crave and you get, like, the shows or whatever it is, like, or, or, or it's either you just get shows or you just get movies, and then you have to add the HBO on top of that for, like, another $10 a month. But see, that's what they're doing HBO. right now. That's what they're doing right now because, essentially, if you want to get, uh, say, HBO is starting their own streaming service, and they say, no, all HBO content lives here and here only – you're going to pay that. Oh, it's only $5? Oh, okay, I'll pay that $5. My my Disney Plus is only $6. And then it slowly yeah, starts turning into a cable bill again. There's a bubble on that. <laughs> yeah, because there's a bubble on that. Because, like, let's say I have Netflix, and then I also have Crave, and then I've got this Disney service. Mm-hmm. And then NBC, they pull, net, they pull the office off of Netflix, and they put on their own NBC, yeah. whatever, go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so I've already sp- – now I'm spending $20 a month. Like there is it's a cable there is, again. Yeah, there is a bubble on this somehow. Like at some yeah. point, we're gonna have to like con- like amalgamate you only, things again. Only, yes. but you only. It's gonna be up to you now. Like that's the only difference. I think. Whereas with the cable thing, it was kind of like a con- it was contracts, right? Contract for cable, and like you're kind of like locked in. Like if you bought these channels, it's like, hey, these are your channels now. Whereas now it's like you get to pick and choose. Like oh. I don't need Disney this month. <laughs> I'll no, go without Disney for three months and then go over to HBO for three months. And I think then it's going to be a pay, a page go, pay-per-view thing now. Yeah. Where people are going to be like, you know what? I don't need the whole freaking, the whole network or I don't need the whole channel. Just let me watch one episode oh, okay. one time. You're saying that's going to be the new break, the next breakdown, yeah. the next step. I think they'll be like, you just like got to pay. dollar per episode. Yeah, a dollar an episode. People will be like, yeah, you know, I could do nah, that. Nah, it's going to be even cheaper than yeah, that. Like and it's going to add up. It's going to be like 25 yeah, cents, yeah, yeah. but you binge the whole season. Bro, when and you then fall the whole asleep and like, you wake up and there's like nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. <together. laughs> Or your bill is just running. Netflix like, no longer you, are assy. Still are you still still there? <laughs> like, nah, son, you there? <laughs> like, nah, ask, you like, there? <laughs> yeah, that's just how you shut up. You there? Nah, you there? <laughs> oh, we are gonna strip the intro for you too. Don't worry about it. We are gonna speed this right along. Your TV starts turning back on after you turn it off. <laughs> like, nah, you still watching, son? <laughs> yo, yo, the clockwork yo, orange. black mirror. Yo, oh baby, yo, it's yo, hmm. Might be onto something. They're gonna there. start taking the the sleep option off of TVs. Oh man! Just to make sure that you're watching. <laughs> stop. Are you watching? Please be watching. Like shocks you through like the remote. Yeah. Um. <laughs> big shout out to Winnie Harlow. Ooh, Winnie. I Collaborating like with Kim K on a collection. Um, Winnie out of Toronto. Shout out to her. It's a homie. Um, Real friend Winnie. Collab features a gorgeous twelve pan eyeshadow palette, a highlighter duo. And three glosses launching to kkwbeauty.com on Friday, this Friday, I guess, at 12 p.m. So shout out to Winnie, man. That's, wow. a, that's a big move right there. Wow. That's a lot of dollars. Wow. Yo, yo, Winnie, we're starting to go for me here. And um, you could really brighten our day. Um, Sponsored by Winnie Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds pretty good. I'm just saying. Yo, that's like a real, like, see it to believe it situation. Like, I remember, like, because I grew up in Ottawa. So, like, when Night Lavelle got really big in Ottawa, mm. you know, Night Lavelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, every kid. Shout out to Jonathan. That's every kid in Ottawa in that moment when he blew up was like, yo, I could do this. It's like if if some if he can do it, then representation. I can. Yep. You know, and so it's like now girls are gonna look at that and be like, "Yo, if Winnie Harlow, if like a girl from Toronto can do a, like a 
a lip kit or a whatever with like. And she Kim only K, knew it like, was possible when Tristan could cheat on on Chloe as a Brampton it? man. That's <laughs> the only way she, Winnie knew it was possible. And you know how many <laughs> representation matters, yo. You got to you know. There's so many people now that like just are are loving their vitiligo. Like they live in it. They they flourish within it, with it, despite. Happy, they used to look at it like, "Oh man, I have this 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 fucked up thing with my skin." But now people embrace it, and even look, what's his, um, what's that girl, uh, Ariana Grande? Mm-hmm. Isn't she dating a dude with vitiligo now too? I have no idea. Yeah, she's she's dating some dude. She's definitely normalized it a lot yeah. more than people give her credit for. I think. No, when I first saw, it, I was like, "Oh my!" I was God. I was shocked. I saw Sham, Sham, Shannon Boudram posted a picture of her in a, in one of her hats. It was this orange hat that Shannon, and that was like a picture that went super viral on the internet and kind of gave Winnie a push out there. And I was like, yo, this girl is fucking, I didn't even think she was from Toronto at first. You know, you see a girl so pretty, like, you ain't from here. <laughs> is <Yo>. that fucked? <laughs> girl so fine, I'm like, ain't no way you from Toronto. I would have known you by now. Someone would have shown me you. Someone would have showed you off. Something. Bro, you know how. See, you lost and found. I did a comedy show, got a standing ovation. It wasn't eight minutes long, but it was still a standing ovation. And I came outside, and I saw Winnie Harlow, and I was feeling myself so hard. I went up. To, I was just. I went up to her, and you know, was shooting my shot, and got a phone number, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just did that." This extra gave me exclusive, 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 exclusive. Yeah. Well, premiere, 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 premiere. Pre- 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 but this. Norm's dating Winnie. Wow, no, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay, I just remember. Real trap shit. Bro, she was rocking these nice suede Jordans. I'm like, yo, who's this Keep your this dick in your pants, woman? first of all. Don't tell this story with your dick out. Mind you, she wasn't on um thing at this time. This was America's, pre- top, model. America's top model. Mm. And she's saying you recognize talent early is what you're saying. I recognize talent from early. All right, Drew, he's Real just trying to be like Norm, you know. top A&R. You know <laughs> top A&R, Norm. I was on my Drew Momolo. shit. And Pum Pum I, I just couldn't believe she came to one of my comedy shows. A and R the Pum Pum. Yo, there was this funny rumor. They're like, yo, uh, this one girl walked in on the room when like her, myself, and one of her other model friends, um, we were just in the room by ourselves before I was about to go up and do my set, and we're just smoking weed. And there was a rumor that like yo, that was going around like yo, Norm's having a makeout, like having a little session with those two models that just came true. Mm. And I was like, nah, that didn't happen. You're like, but yeah. it would be really cool. <laughs> You're like, ah. if it really did. So you started that rumor. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. I heard about that rumor. It was so. actually really <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> but no. It's the Aaliyah song. But it's a Jesus song. Would you be without you? Hey, hey. Live without you, live without you. Go without you, go without you. Lord, <laughs> yo, Kanye is funny. <laughs> Nigga took the whole lyrics and just put Lord at the end. Oh, man. Don't stop, get it, get it. Let me That's see probably that Jesus what, get it. <laughs> it's probably what you have to do though. To if you go out there and you say slavery is a choice, 
Mm. I would say going to Africa and making a gospel album is probably one of the only options you have at that point. I mean, now that we know that that's an option. What else could you do? <laughs> How else do you remedy that situation? Um, You get with the right people. There's a way to remedy the, right, the situation. I'm just not going to reveal it. <laughs> he could have. It's very easy. Oh, when I mean it's so easy. It could have been a week, two weeks maybe. Two weeks he could have he fixed the whole thing. Um, there's a brand new Netflix series that's coming out. It's going to feature Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I. Um, and they're finding the next big hip-hop stars. Mm. Kind of cool. Kind of lit. How they came to the Chance, yeah, T.I., and Cardi, I have no idea. T.I., okay, T.I. can see because T.I. was like early discoverer of yeah. like, uh, Iggy Azalea. Chance, I don't understand. Chance, no. I don't really. I mean, Chance's manager, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. <laughs> Chance's point. manager, maybe. Chance, uh, Cardi. I mean, if we're gonna go with, any, if you're gonna choose any new artist, I guess Cardi would be like, you know, you have to have that one new artist on that panel. Like, it probably have to be Cardi. Well, you know that every time the camera pans to Cardi, oh, yeah. reacting to anybody rap oh, yeah. or sing, it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be like at least, That's what at least going it's gonna for. be genuine. Well, she's there for the numbers. Yeah, out of these three, you can tell that she's gonna be the one there for the numbers to to help drive this thing. Yeah, it seems Ti seems like he like brings like the legitimacy to it. Yeah, and then definitely. Chance would definitely be credited being like the most musical of the three. Interesting. Mm. You know you don't need any actual experience to run in Canada's federal election? Really? I did not know I found me a loophole. Are there any requirements at all? Like, are there age requirements? Probably. Probably, like, being 18 years old is probably... If you can vote, you can run. Being an (laughs) 18-year-old Canadian citizen (laughs) is the minimum requirement. Well... You heard it here first, folks. It's actually going to be exclusive, 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 exclusive. Premier, 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 premier. 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 Exclusive. <laughs> we should add that to the end every time. That's a nice little touch. It's pretty. Um, The Hot Girl Summer video came out, and it is fucking lukewarm, man. Um, it took them long enough. That's the problem. I, it's a great video. Song is still not my favorite. Um, However, it is fucking September. If you're going to put out a mid-song with a good video, that got to drop in June or May. This is Anything featuring Ty Dolla Sign can't drop in September. September with Ty? That's like against the law. It doesn't even make sense. You got my man looking out crazy out here. Honestly, when she announced it, I think I, I kind of got disappointed. That I shook my head on sight, bro. Like I was like, you know, it's like the meme had already kind of gone full circle when she, or it had become public that she had trademarked or copyrighted or whatever, like yeah. that term, Hot Girl Summer. And it's like, there's already mad people out there making their own versions, Hot Boy Summer, City Boy, whatever. And it's like Ellen just promoted that next week, or is it this week on her show, is going to be a Hot Girl Summer week. And Hot Girl Summer mm-hmm. was now playing, and there's a little semester. cartoon of Ellen <laughs> on a canoe. Hot Girl Semester, I saw that for, that yeah. for the back-to-school shit. Well, uh, yeah, no, Meg said she's got something for the fall, and I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be because she has branded herself as a student. Um, I'm pretty sure she already graduated, but, um, yeah, no, she has branded herself. And that's a part of her branding is being a, a college student that was rapping and whatnot. And how much she's still focused on her studies and and whatnot. So 
that's gonna be interesting. This, listen, there's there's so much. Listen, Lil Nas X is nominated for uh, Country Music Award as being booted from Billboard, and he's now the first openly gay man nominated ever. That happened. Huge. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Malik Yoba from New York Undercover. I remember. Remember the black guy from New York Undercover back Hell in the day? Yeah, boy. That's um, the OG. Intern, pull up a picture for him. Let him see. Um, he came out saying that he open he is openly um, you know, dating trans women and um that black men and the stigma around uh transsexual and transgendered people should change and whatnot, and it seemed like a good sentiment. Um and then it was revealed that he might have been dabbling in um pedophilia. Uh, basically, he's been rumored to have been sleeping with trans teens for the past 20 years, uh, dating back to even when he was on New York Undercover. Yeah, And right. um, there's a very detailed account from one young lady um, about how he used to pursue her and um, other trans teens in the community. Uh, it just reminds me a lot of like the Kevin Spacey moment yeah. where he, he, tried to get a, he tried to get ahead of it and uh, it was revealed, like, it's so revealed, like, almost 24 hours later that, yo, you're actually the person we're trying to get the fuck out of here. So, um, yeah, start looking out for that, I think. I think that should be uh, a, a red flag. If you see someone coming out about something that's pretty taboo and trying to, like, just be an open activist for it out of the blue... Mm, he might you be trying to say probably things. wait 24, 48 hours until you go full gung ho on the support. <laughs> um, don't, do it. don't do it. That's really <laughs> don't sad. do it. Don't do it. We're going to start canceling people before. <laughs> Not even that. Um, Nate job. Parker. Speaking of cancellation, um, I don't know if you remember Nate Parker. He made he was in The Great Debaters with Denzel. Um, he also made that movie, Birth of a Nation, uh, the, the Nat Turner um, story, uh, which is a great movie, actually. I really like that movie. Um, he did not apologize uh, after he was found not guilty for a rape allegation made against him in college. And um, I believe the woman later on committed suicide. Um, not too long afterwards, and he did not, he was not apologetic for what happened to her, and really wanted nothing to kind of do with it, I guess, and obviously, that wasn't taken too kindly, and he was then probably the most successfully canceled black person I've seen out of everybody that this cancel culture has, has attacked. I don't know anyone that's felt it probably more than him. Um, and he is back with a movie with uh, Spike Lee. Um, a movie called American Skin about police bro- brutality. And he um, did an interview and he's sitting. It's like one of those press interviews about the movie. And he's sitting with Spike Lee and he basically is like apologizing. You're, that, that's why yeah. I referenced both of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, no, 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 no. It. Uh, it's, it's, it's a huge problem, you know? Uh, and so I felt the need, you know, obviously I've been, been, been away for a few years, which obviously allows for a lot of thinking and, you know, and uh, wisdom. Um, 
you know, and I've learned a lot in the last three years. It's, it's, it's interesting when you're introspective and you look back uh, as you're growing, 39 now, and, you know, what did I do wrong? What could have I, you know, and, uh, and I was completely toned down to a lot of the situations, the climate, um, you know, and a lot of people were hurt by that. And, uh, and you know, and I apologize. Life. Yeah. Life. That's Spike Lee saying life. Life shit happens, man. But he's a much older guy, so it's easier for him to say that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> um, where do you guys stand on this? Would, is this like is this something that happened, I believe, in his early 20s? He's 39 now. He was found not guilty. It's a very sticky situation. You got to know that when you're talking about any sort of sexual crime, whether it's just whether you're sorry, whether bro. you're found guilty or not, just the, the yeah, the carelessness and like it's almost sociopathic of, lack, of, lack of respect and g- gentleness. And yeah. Yeah. You got to be delicate to those situations. Like it almost goes without saying that you got to be delicate to those situations. Like whatever people ask of you in that moment, you should almost like, especially when it comes to the victims. You said this girl killed and herself. The family right? of the victims. Yeah. She killed herself. And like, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it was in relation to what happened, but I mean, let's be fucking real here. Like, the men who she accused of raping her were found not guilty, and then she kills herself not too long, like after that. You know, these last few years have allowed for lots of wisdom and and lots of growth, and you know, life happens. You know, and uh, you know, uh, I did a lot of thinking. A lot of people were hurt. And I apologize. I mean, you, like, this is my thing. Shit. Like, it sucks that, like, if people feel a certain way about you, your apology, no matter how you say it, will come off disingenuine. Like, he could have really meant that shit. But just the way he's saying it, some people are gonna be like, he ain't even sorry. Well, what's that? What's some people that, don't know how to apologize. What's that actor who said that he would, like, gone out looking to kill a black dude? Who was Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. It's like, bro, like... You got to understand that when you're talking about something like that, it's no matter how you got to be like somewhat gentle when People talking about these subjects. Like he just doesn't realize how like that sounds hearing it out of your mouth. Like I'm sure like there's no way like hearing that again. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. No, no. And that's not something you necessarily do on a press run either. <sighs> Which they both did. Oh. <laughs> right, what a way to sink your movie before it comes out. I think celebrities though, like doing, you know, tens of hundreds of whatever interviews like yeah. i i can i see it a lot for sure like now that i'm sort of like doing my own interviews and analyzing other people's like i think so a lot of celebrities don't have a whole lot of like close friends and don't have a whole lot of outlets for getting rid of like whatever is on their mind because they are sort of like kept in their own world right they're surrounded by like yes men and so they get this opportunity to do an interview and somebody asks them something personal yeah and they just sort of start unloading it all i think what a lot of people don't understand because like yo you don't keep any real people around you and yada, 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 you got to understand, <clears throat> if I'm a celebrity, all my friends are now rich. All of my closest friends that I seek counsel are now rich because I've made them rich. They are now hanging with the celebrities that I hang out with because they're my close friends. They are living the lifestyle that I live. They are in the bubble that I'm in. How can they, like give you any real advice when it could come at the sacrifice of all these things they now are 
yeah, are privy to all these parties that they can now go to. Imagine yeah. telling the nigga stop doing coke, but you know he only does coke when he goes to the Grammy after party and this place and that place. And now if you tell him not to do coke, he ain't gonna want to go there no more. So a lot of these niggas are going to say, oh, you know, you just slow down, you know, like they still care about their friends, but they're not going to tell them don't do that, especially if it's something that they've been doing before and got rich doing it. Like, how do you tell that person stop doing that or stop being that way? You know what I mean? And I don't think people really realize that, especially the factor of like your closest friends who are your counsel and who can give you perspective are in the same bubble as you usually because you're not they're now a part of your lifestyle. And if you got to keep broke people around to give you some perspective, then the shit was not going to work out in the first place. It was not, it was not really the same thing, but I remember, I, th- I think it was, I think it was actually you on like a relationships podcast or something talking mm. about trying to like educate your like guy friends around you. Yep, so yep, we're yep. talking about like unlearning behaviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, if you're like, you're in that mix and you're surrounded by that, it's like, it's hard to be that one person that's gonna be like, yo, this is, this, whatever's going on right here, this fucking sucks. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you've, you've, you've condoned it your entire relationship with this person. Some people, uh, their relationship was built off toxicity. That's just a fact. It was rooted from it, and that's just what it is. And if that continues now, everything that you've built was on that foundation. If you take that away, it's a wrap. Lots to think about, people. Lots to think about. We want to thank you, Drew, for coming through. It was very fun. Look at that. Three hours and 18 minutes. We still got a million more shit we could be talking about. (laughs) Intern loving it. Um, (laughs) Tell people where to find you. Yeah, I mean, everywhere online, just at Drew York and at Drew York Show. York with an E. York York with with an E. E. York with an E. Don't get it twisted. Ain't no York with a fork. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm (laughs) We, we were talking about this earlier, but the, there's in Canada, it seems even yeah, Canada as a whole, there isn't like really a media stop or, you know, stop yeah. for artists that are coming here. And like artists come here a lot now. That's got to be us, know? bro. That's got to be us. Bro. You know, like art. Yeah. This, some of the best music is coming out of Canada. Some of the best artists coming out of Canada, like and some of the best artists in the world are now coming here because they know. You know what we need to do? So you're saying we're create, we're going to create this. We got to We got to get all the major uh, podcasters. And just do like one night where we all just chill, politic, take some couple pictures for the gram, let people know, yo, this is the this is the Illuminati. Because <laughs> the everywhere League. else they let people know this is the Illuminati of the city. Yeah, this way, this way, that. No, These are the people. This will be like the, <laughs> that, that, that great day in Harlem. We'll call them, ourselves the Stonecutters. It'll be all the uh, podcasters do. in Toronto just coming together. Yeah, yeah, we gotta do that. We gotta do that. Con- create the conglomerate. What's funny? I was the, I was actually talking to you guys about something similar. Well, wait. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing a, a thing, aren't we? Yeah, I mean that's not real yet, but that's it's going to be. It's going, <laughs> it's to, going, be. going to be, and that's generally the idea is that like you know like this becoming such a popular medium now. It's like let's try to connect people. Yeah, with create the, the community. Yeah. yeah, create the culture. That's what that's what we've been talking about since we started this show. Is this. Creating that culture in the city because when I first fell in love with podcasts, I realized there wasn't that in the city. And I realized I was so late to podcasts because there wasn't that in the city. Yeah. Like I started listening to podcasts two and a half, three years ago. And I made a podcast probably six months or a year after I started listening to podcasts because I just fell in love with that. I was like, this is like the greatest medium I've ever been a part of or like just indulged in. Um, so, yeah, man, it's been great. Thank you for coming through. Thank really you, appreciate sir. it. Um, can't wait to see what you're up to next. 
Uh, Norm, you got anything you want to announce? Anything coming up? Yeah, just uh, aside from the shows that I've already said, oh, so your show, September 12th. I got October PLC. 17th. Also, oh, yeah, October no, 17th. Yeah, no, yeah. But September 12th, my show, um, POC, per, uh, and Bear Jokes. I'll be releasing that soon. October. Or you can come to my comedy event, September 12th. Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) And Mr. Lewin, he's going to be doing this Mr. Lewin, laughing in the six. uh, Oh, I should plug this. I mean, this isn't, actually, this will probably be out by the time this has happened, but um, on Friday, I'm doing the Eden Center again. Hey! With with Langston Francis. Sick. Ah, the Langster. Langston. 18-year-old Kenzo Starboy. That boy talented. My boy's done production for him. It's really dope. You um, know Jamaican? Pardon me? You know he's Jamaican? I did not know that. Half, yeah. Half Jamaican. Oh. Yeah. I got a fart. Oh, it's probably Bro. stinking here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Extra Gravy Show. <laughs> oh, yes. Make sure uh, you're sucking your mud out there. Uh <laughs> <laughs> A bomb, 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 A skirt, skirt, skirt. Scoop, diddle, bop, bop, Scoop, diddle, do. Um, no, but we're gonna seriously close this out. Um, not with that fucking music. Um, what are we gonna play? What am I gonna play? Play some snow. Mm. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Extra Gravy Show once again. Um, we're here every Wednesday. Every Make sure you guys uh, hit up our Patreon. Our Patreon got some exclusive shit on there. Patreon. Don't sleep, baby. We put in some extra exclusive shit. The Speaker's Corner joint. Yep. You're going to see that soon. <laughs> the Kanye uh, addicted to, to eating his airwax episode. That's going to be on there. Yep. I'm Marlon. I'm Big Norm. And that was the extra gravy. Bam, 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 bam. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.